Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is good, everybody? It is your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P. Kid is in the building-ish, kind of, sort of, like we used to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, got yeah. a lot to get yeah, into yeah. today, man. On today's show, Lonzo Ball seems to be the news around every Chicago Bulls outlet. At this point, Casey Johnson going on unfiltered, saying that, Seems like the Bulls are preparing to start at least training camp without him being there. How does that linger into the season? We'll see on that. Also, gotta talk about how we're ranking duos out here. Are we doing DeMar Zach, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray, which some interesting ones in there because injury really plays a part into that. And then we're going to talk about the NBA trying to uh, come up with remedies to fix players asking for trades. How are you going to do that? We'll talk about all that and more on today's show. Also, Ray Allen's GOAT. Who is that? Let's go! <laughs> What's good, y'all? We are back at it again for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this show. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Also, get up on some of that Breeze merch. I don't know if y'all seen the website, man. New bomber jacket on that mug, man. New bomber jacket. Get in tune with that. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. I designed that mug. I gotta, I gotta see when that mug show up, but that mug saucy i'm looking saucy right, so shout out to y'all man it's gonna get you ready for bull season we got hey, bears you merch know coming. I like a good bomber jacket hey man. bro you gotta check it out i ain't gonna lie to you me. i got a i got a socks one that uh i'm investing in it was it was a leather bomber oh man i had to get it hey i ain't, hey. Gonna, I ain't gonna be able to wear that joint for like three four months guess what? <laughs> <laughs> hey i, I ain't gonna lie to it. you you know what's crazy are you like me right like most of my fashion, like in the summertime, I look like a schmuck. I'm not going to lie to you because it's all like it's hot. I want to be comfortable. It's shorts and T-shirt because mm-hmm. it's hot. All my fashion is for winter. I started looking through my closet and I was like, I can't wear none of this because I'm going to be burning up. in this. I'm a fall dude. I'm a I'm a I'm a sweater, hoodie, jean uh, dude. I, I'm not a real. 
spring and fall summer for some odd reason summertime is just just muggy like it's never a good sunny day in chicago if it's hot it's too hot if it's warm it's extra humid so you don't want to be outside anyway you can't breathe hey chicago chicago summer it's like 70 degrees yeah chicago summer is fire after 4 p.m it's the best time in chicago for summer right because chicago summer nights are lit but like chicago summertime during the day something like you said it'd be like man it is like a million degrees but like buying the house and stuff the sun is above our house at noon and it's past our house by like 2 p.m if i'm out on my back porch at 2 p.m i'm like bro it's a great day out here but if i walk around the front of the house i'm like it's bacon let me go back to the other side (laughs) grass be all discolored because the sun the grass is mad brown out here bro we had no water out here man i'm salty um, but man, let's get into some of this NBA talk, man. Of course, getting into some Chicago Bulls talk to start the show off. And then we're going to get into some other topics as well. But Casey Johnson went on unfiltered talking about the Chicago Bulls and said that by their words and by their action, they're preparing for the potential of Lonzo Ball not being ready for training camp. And again, when we talk about the Lonzo Ball situation, we are talking about a situation that will be lingering into months eight if we get to training camp and this was supposed to be a six to eight week surgery with and and then there was a bone bruise that caused more complications and things like that right but (coughs) excuse me but this was supposed to be a quick turnaround and we're getting into month eight on this if the bulls are forced to kind of go into training camp and possibly the start of the season without lonzo ball how do you feel like this team ends up being shaped out? Do you feel confident that this Bulls team can still win quite a few games? You've still got Io, Zach, Demar, uh, Vooch is still on the team. You're hoping P will takes that step. How do you feel like this team shapes out if Lonzo Ball's not there pushing the ball for you? I feel great. I mean, I honestly I felt like they didn't use Lonzo Ball the way they should have. And so while I really would have wanted him to take the leap himself, as far as being the go-to playmaker for us. I feel really confident about what Io brings to the table. I feel really confident about what Alex Caruso brings to the table. I know DeMar and Zach can handle the ball at least uh, as well. Um, Dalen uh, Terry has played point before. He was he's a guard. Yeah. You know, like we got we got a lot of ball handlers. And then on top of that, the dragon is here. Uh, Gordon Dragic. Uh, we know he's a he's he's a vet, longtime vet, but he can absolutely you know run the point or at least initiate the offense. And so I'm confident because all, all we got is what, what we all got. What we got, Pat? Guards. That's all got we got. Guards. guards we got guards. <laughs> <laughs> got a bunch of guards, baby. Hey, listen, we had a plow forward. 6'4". That's a guard. I don't care what you're talking about, right? So I'm confident. Hey, the one the one thing I will say is it's – I hate to say it this way, too, because it sounds like I'm trashing. It ain't like Zach's not starting. It ain't like DeMar's not starting the season. Yeah. It's really like our third option at starting the season. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. If I got yeah. a healthy Zach, I got a healthy DeMar, I got a healthy Vooch. I'm okay with that. I really am. I, I think right. I think the question mark comes in, right? And like you said, with the dragon, right? Is the dragon gonna end up getting 25 minutes a game? That's the scary part, right? Like I'm not I'm not looking to see the dragon get 25 minutes a game out here. But uh now why 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 his switch? Oh no, wait, wait, why did his switch the banner when it went to me? Like I'm only doing the personal social media out here. Oh, we gotta fix that on the on the other side. But uh 
But no, right? Like I, I think that when you're when you're talking about right the the dragon possibly getting 25 minutes a game, and if that's even coming into it, right? Like he said, when when you actually go through and look at what was translated and what was actually said by Goran Dragic, he basically says, "I want to play 25 minutes a game," and the Bulls said they could give me that opportunity. Um, but I, here's the thing for me, right? Where I feel like you might need Lonzo a little bit more and you might miss him a little bit more. I, I owe is not really the kind of guard who's going to end up getting out on that break and pushing the tempo. Now you could see that change there where, you know, now it's a different season. It's a different world, right? He's pushing the tempo. He's moving the ball down the field. He's or down the court. He, he's trying to, trying to get the team running, but that's the one thing Lonzo ball does bring. That's the one thing that you know, that Lonzo ball is going to give you. He's going to push that ball down the court. And especially with the rule change, right? Where you're talking about now, uh, they're taking away the take foul and making it a one free throw and possession of the ball play. Like you could be talking about Lonzo ball, getting Zach Levine an extra seven points a game, off of just fast break passes, getting the ball up the court. And so I think that there's going to be a little bit missed with him, but it, it's also based on seeing the development of Lonzo, the development of Dalen Terry. I'm sorry, the development of Io, the development of Dalen Terry, and what Goran Dragic is going to bring to the court. You know, the one that we never had a problem with was pace. The Bulls have always been a very fast-paced team, at least last season. Yeah. We've had all three uh, players. And so – uh, that those players being Zach, Demar, Vooch, um, Io is a playmaker. We've gotten a chance to see him be a playmaker. Uh, we saw Billy give him the opportunity to be a playmaker. We saw Billy give him a chance to close a game out. So at this point, I'm confident. I'm I'm more than confident because the one thing I do know is the young talent we have. I know Billy's the right coach for that young talent. Older talent, you know, superstars. That's yet to be. That's you know, we we working on that part because Billy. Billy has fumbled the bag when it comes to those superstars before, and I think everyone has can can admit that. Yeah, but with but, them young players, we know he gets the most out of those young players, and so I'm I I feel confident from that perspective. Only thing that I know we would definitively miss outside of Io is the defense that Lonzo Ball brings. You can't re- you can't replace six seven six eight long wingspan. Yeah, can stand in front of everybody. I've seen yeah. I've seen Lonzo in a in a pinch. Stick some really some really big players. We saw him guarding Giannis last season at time. He, I've seen him guard Giannis at times, and so you, can I expect Io to do that? Absolutely not. But nah, nah, <laughs> no, that's not that's the barbecue. How, how tall is Io? Io was six five. I thought he was six four. I could be wrong. He might be six four, six five. I know he's got a ridiculous wingspan. I think he's got a six ten wingspan. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like, de- defensively, I gives you a lot. And the thing that you love is, right, like, I was one of the best defenders in the NBA last year, not just among rookies, but among all players. And, and you know that he's going to bring the defensive intensity. The interesting thing is going to be kind of how he gets involved offensively and who's going to take that step this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most the, the part that most Bulls fans question most, right, because you're talking about possibly a guy who offensively it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to contribute to this team because you, yeah, you hate to say, right? Like, yeah, he scored in college, but that doesn't mean he can do it in the pros, but it's about, does he feel comfortable getting his shot? Does he feel comfortable taking a shot? Does he feel comfortable kind of forcing his way into his offense? Cause now, right? Like we know what AK wants from, 
uh, uh, Patrick Williams. We know what AK wants out of Zach Levine and out of DeMar DeRozan. Like he wants that to be your one, two, and three scoring wise. He doesn't care which three it is, right? Then you're talking about Booch probably being your four. How does Io kind of find his way into that mix offensively? And you know, a lot of times when those guys don't get involved offensively in the game, they tend to shy away from the shot. And I think we saw that a ton last season. I think that's pro- that that's a spot right where Lonzo wasn't scared. Lonzo in the fourth quarter, when he was the only one healthy, Lonzo was one of the people that was bailing us out with the three ball. We've won games all out of the 30 games we play, right? There's, there's probably two or three games where Lonzo won games for the Chicago Bulls by coming down, knocking down big threes, coming down, knocking down uh, 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 three, four, three pointers and getting the Bulls back into a game. Right. So it, it's a, it's a big deal that you lose Lonzo, but it's not, it doesn't hurt as much if the moves you've made this offseason pan out, if Justin Lewis turns into a spot-up shooter, if Lonzo Ball, or I'm sorry, if uh, if Ayo DeSumo can find a shot, if uh, 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 Goran Dragic does get, I mean, like, no, you, I don't I don't know how Goran Dragic ends up Goran getting Dragic 25 minutes. minutes. off the bench is very possible, and I, actually, I absolutely love it. You think he's going to get we, 25 minutes? I think that right now for our bench players, with him entering this, him just being on the Bulls, they, they, they get him on the Bulls. Yeah. He's just he's probably the second best option off the bench. Offensively? Offensively, he's the second best option. Drag, he got a bag, dog. I'm not gonna I lie would to you. I well, I mean get it done. I mean, I would agree that offensively he's definitely a good option. Defensively is a liability. That's so that's that's, that's the problem, best. right? And that's why I think you bring him in kind of like I think the only minutes he's gonna actually get an opportunity to take away are Kobe's. And the one thing oh, we know that is at a minimum, absolutely, <laughs> Kobe's going to start the season playing. Like at a minimum, no, we think, know like Billy Donovan, start. Billy Donovan. I'm not saying he's going to start. I'm saying he's going to start like he's going to play over Dragic in the beginning. Billy Donovan has been really good about giving people enough rope to hang themselves with. About that one. When Larry Markkinen left Chicago, we were like, why y'all still playing him? He clearly don't want to be on this team. And he was like, go on out there and show what you can do. Because I don't want to hear nothing about you could, you, you, you got an untapped gym there. Wendell Carter had all the opportunity he could to be the starting five on that team when they came home. And we were sitting there, and Wendell Carter got traded the day he went up for a dunk and bounced it off the front of the room. <laughs> you know, this is the part where you have to really be realistic, in my opinion. I'm not saying that you're not, but I don't see Kobe White starting over Dragon. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. The one thing I know about Dragon that, that Kobe White doesn't have just as of yet is IQ. Dragon has a higher IQ. Yeah. That's just now he didn't show that when he got dunked on by Dev- Derrick Rose. However, but he it, it wasn't a, a rookie, IQ. though. He was a rookie, wasn't he? I, I, whatever it was, that was a Kobe White mistake, and he's definitely he lives in. <laughs> no, nah, that was a that was a Utah Watanabe mistake. That was a Utah <laughs> Watanabe mistake. But uh, ten you times know, out I, of ten, baby. Well, if you looked at last season and you saw the talent that you have on this roster, there's no way in the world that if Lonzo was down, Io doesn't get the nod to start. Or Alex Caruso doesn't get no. Ayo's going to start at your point guard. Um, I don't yeah. think I don't think there's any doubt about that. And unless unless the only thing I can see right is is they go Alex Caruso. 
Which I wouldn't be mad at. I wouldn't be mad at it. It would be in. It. it would be interesting to me. I would rather have Caruso off of the bench to have that veteran presence off the bench. But Alex Caruso did say that he's ramping his body up and prepping his body to prepare to play thirty minutes plus. Thirty minutes. You now you could be six man of the year. You most six men are playing thirty minutes somewhere in there. But 30 minutes, you could be talking about Alex Caruso preparing this season to be your starting point guard on this team over Io DeSumo just because of experience, IQ, age, you know what I'm saying, and and Io being the backup, which is still a heck of a defensive handoff. Yeah, you got to look at it like this. Six minutes per quarter is 24 minutes. So if he does seven minutes per quarter, that's about 28. That's about half of a quarter. I can see Billy. It all depends on Billy's rotation. Yeah. And at the point guard position, I can absolutely see Alex Caruso getting that opportunity. You know, you bump up Io's, Io's minutes a little bit. You you bring in that second unit. That's, yeah. I mean, the second unit, him getting 30 minutes gives him an opportunity that he just didn't have, you know, the year prior just due to injury. And I would say it gives him the same type of impact or opportunity to have the impact that he did on the Lakers. I don't I don't remember what his minutes were, but I I know that he made the most of them and he was like a, a household name there. I mean, he started to make his name there. That's why we were excited to have him. So I'm really just my biggest concern is just defensively. I don't care what else happens. Defensively, I just want to see who actually starts. And I don't think you can go wrong either way. I don't think you go wrong with Alex Caruso. I don't think you go wrong with Ayo DeSumo. Yeah. Um I think Goran starting would not happen. That would go uh, wrong. Just due to age. Yeah, <laughs> if Goran starts, you went wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went wrong. Yeah, Unless start- Goran is cooking. That's the one thing about Goran is Goran has had moments where yeah. he was the hottest person on the squad. Yeah. Oh, and Miami's Miami's worst move. Did Goran leave or did they just not re-up on Goran? I think that was their worst move. Miami's Miami, some really interesting Miami's probably in the NBA finals if Goran Dragic is on that team. Miami letting PJ talk, Tucker just walk. Uh Miami letting Goran walk. Miami letting uh what's that other dude? Really high energy. Oh man. He had a really good impact for him too. They let, they let some defensive presence go, but people who can still put the ball in the hoop. And I was just like, man, what is Pat thinking? Like what is Riley? But like, what is Pat? What is Pat doing? Like, what? What is you? You why wasn't Portis? No, Portis was not on Miami. No, Portis was on. Somebody else was on Miami. That I was just like, why would you let him walk? Whiteside. I, I didn't get it. Hassan Whiteside. Eh, no, nah, I won't say I sound wise. No, no, no. He he had an nah. impact. Uh, just not the right one. <laughs> but you know what? That kind of brings up the conversation because, you know, Miami, Bulls, uh, you know, Gordon has been on the Nets. You know, just a segue into some duos here because that was the topic that, that came up. You know, there's some dynamic duos within the league. How do you rank them? I love so I, that. I think I, you got the list. What's the list? I love that we're back to a point where we're talking about two mostly and not three. I yeah, love that. That's nice. Because, like, I dog, agree. when it was three, it was like, who's your favorite trio? It was like, well, I don't know, but the rest of the league sucks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so the list. Go trio, I'm going Clippers, though. Bro, I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm not 
ready for this impact that everybody thinks John Wall is going to make. Like, you got to show me. And not to say I don't think John Wall can't play no more. Not to say that I don't think John Wall can't get to the bucket no more. But, bro, like, John Wall, like, I, I while I love John Wall, the last time we saw the real John Wall was six years ago. Six years ago. Like, I don't think people really understand how long ago it was that we saw John Wall dominating a court. It was six years ago. That is a long... He is... How old is he now? 33? I think so. That means that he was... 27? 27? The last time he was dominating? That's a long time and a lot of age. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that he can't find a role there, but I'll say this, right? The people that are like, oh, he's starting. There's no way I'm starting John Wall over Reggie Jackson. There's There's no no way. John Wall over Norman Powell. Well, Norman Powell ain't playing the point. And and John Wall can't shoot enough to be be a two. I'll be honest with you. PG should be the point. I've been saying that the whole time. PG PG and Kawhi only work for me if Paul George is the point. And PG, when he did fill that role, did pretty well. I think his assist went on. Hey, well, he didn't have a choice. Everybody else was dead. That's true. So. That's true. But uh, he did pretty well. It was like, it was like, do we pass the ball to PG or just let him take it out? Nah, just let him take it out. He was bouncing it off people's backs at a certain point. Uh, but here's the, the here's the question, right? Bleach Report dropped this question today. I thought it was an interesting question to bring to the show. And I added in our own pair because for some reason we got disrespected. I don't know what's up with that, man. Maybe because they ain't been together that long. But how do you rank these duos? They got Giannis and Drew Holiday one. I don't know if this is how they're ranking them or if this is just the order they put them in. Uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, two. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, three. Joel Embiid and James Harden, four. Kawhi and Paul George, five. And then I added in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine at six. How would you rank those? Who are you going number one to start? Um, I could be wrong, but let, let me pull up the list myself. But I, I got to go with the championship, uh, the, the tandem that get won a chip uh, as one. I think that's just only fair. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I got to go with the tandem that won a chip as one. Giannis and Drew Holiday really changed that whole thing. And yeah. Drew Holiday came up big defensively against the Phoenix Suns hey, in that in that run. You, I mean, he was he hey, that's DPOY right You want to know what, what popped Smart up? Doing, that's you, DPOY. You want to know what popped up on my feed? Because Drew Holiday's been there what 3 years now? He was there a year and they lost, right? Or was he there the, the whole time? I think he they won the year he, he came to championship year. So there's a video of us and you're killing Drew Holiday. And it was hilarious. It popped up on like Facebook. I had to share a clip. And you're killing Drew Holiday. You're like, they traded all these goddamn picks for you and you ain't did nothing today. And I saw that. I think I saw that like two, three days ago. <laughs> and I was dying laughing because I was like, it's amazing how a championship make us forget all of that. <laughs> Man, no. And and he was the reason that they really I don't, I can't say he's the reason, but he's a big part of why they won that championship. Chris Middleton is probably if we're gonna give anybody credit, as much as I hate to give him credit, Chris Middleton's finals performance is one of the best performances I've seen by a single player in a long time. On top of Giannis's final performance, the mugs was Middleton? both. The, oh, Middleton was cooking in the finals. 
Middleton was killing, and he was cook. He was killing. Uh, who was it? Was it still? Oh, I know who you're talking about. He went to. That's who you're talking about. Jay Crowder, right? Jay Crowder from Miami. That's who you was talking about. He was, was he on, on Miami. He was on Miami, and he ended up going to Phoenix. Dog Crowder is a dog. Hey, hey, hey! He was getting cooked by Chris Middleton. <laughs> I'm a Chris Middleton fan, though. Hey, I'm just. I, hey, you don't I understand hate, how this. I don't. I don't hate Chris Middleton. I hate how yes, people talk about Chris. Yes, Mid- you do. No, no, you no. Hate Th- Chris Middleton. No. You hate Chris Middleton with a passion. No, this it's is what I hate. About- I'm gonna smoke you after Chris Middleton, dog. No, this is what I hate about Chris Middleton. Right, the same thing that you dislike about. You know what it is? We watch Kobe closer, but the same Kobe average. Kobe's averages for a bench two aren't bad, but we watched every single game and we say, yeah, yeah. He had 30 here. Then he had seven, six, four, 12, 10, two. Yeah. I mean, like that's not, that's my only beef with Chris Middleton. That's the only beef I got with Chris Middleton. Like people throw these averages that Chris Middleton gives at me. And then I'm like, okay, but he didn't play well here. He didn't play well here. He didn't play well here. He had 50 here. That's going to a- impact your average. <laughs> the one thing I will say in his defense is when you play with Giannis, you have to really look at the games in which he don't cook, Giannis has 50. Nah, the games bro. in which he cooks, Giannis has like 20. Nah, bro. That that game where, uh, what was that? Was that them against Brooklyn, wasn't it? It was them against Brooklyn where Giannis was out. Watch this. Trash. Watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We go do this. We go do this on tape. I want you to type in Chris Middleton's finals. Uh, oh no, stats. no, no, no! I have no, no. That's why I said Chris Middleton in the finals. It's one of the no, no, best no, no. performances I've seen. Just rock with me for a second. It's gonna be real quick. It's gonna take a minute. Just put in final stats. I'm not saying you wrong. I'm just saying we gonna we gonna take this bet. Let's see, Chris Middleton. Uh. It should be a stat muse that show you his final stats and give you all six, six, seven games. Yeah, I got it right here. All right, so what did he score for game one? 24-6 and 5 is his average. Game one, 29. Game two, 11. All right, so hold on, hold on. Game one, 29. Would you say that's going off of him? Oh, yeah, 29-74. Yeah, he went off. So he went off. Giannis had 20 points. Mm Mm-hmm. Game two, he had 11. Giannis mm-hmm. had 42. Yeah, but see, here's, here's, hold on. Game three, what do you have? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's my rebuttal to that. How many shots he take that game? How many shots who take that game? Did, oh, you ain't got, you ain't got Chris shots. Uh, you ain't got Chris Middleton stats up. Game I'm, I'm two, looking at Giannis. Uh, Chris Middleton took 16 shots and shot 31%. On what game? <laughs> huh? On game two? And game two. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I get you. I get you, but game right, three. So the games in which which Giannis uh which Giannis didn't cook, which twenty and seventeen is cooking. I, I was gonna that. say it's still cooking, brother. <laughs> he he took eleven shots. He he made six. When he dropped forty, he took twenty two shots. Uh, so in game three. What did he? What did? What did? What did he do in game three? Middleton. Eighteen, eighteen, seven, and six. He shot forty two percent, six for fourteen. That's a pretty good game. Shot three for seven Giannis from the three point line. One and thirteen off twenty three shots. I'm cool with eighteen, seven, and six though. So here, here's the kicker. What's game four? Uh, 46 and four. 
That's the game where Giannis scored less than 30. It's 26 points. <laughs> like, literally. 26 <laughs> points. Bro, when we talk about 26 points, bro, that's not a small no. number. It's not It's not a small number. But unfortunately, by Giannis, this is what I noticed. And this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Bucks fans, correct me if I'm wrong. J-Mart's definitely going to correct me if I'm wrong. That None of um, them like Chris Middleton. Which is wild. None um, of them like Chris Middleton. I'll tell you I, what. <laughs> Send them this way. Send them this way. Trade, trade After, this way. Hey, 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 hey. After the contract is done. After the contract is done. Oh, he's worth he's worth the price of admission. Chris, I, I, Chris Middleton on a on a on a uh Lonzo Ball deal is perfect. Chris Middleton is a better closer than Zach. Sure. But Chris Middleton also might not get you to the point where you can close. Uh, Zach may not get me to the point where we closed, depending on if we go by last season we saw. So, I mean, we closed I mean, out a lot of games last season, though. I'm just saying, I mean, the, the only person I saw closing out a lot of games was DeMar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, if we compare him to the dude with one leg, sure, let's go with it. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, man, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you're comparing Chris Middleton right now to the dude that's got that had one knee last year based on last season numbers, yeah, all right, they was close. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't. I well, we, I was just being being. I was joking. I know some people are gonna take that seriously, but uh, for the Bulls fans, yes, I do think Zach brings more to the table all the way around from an athletic perspective and things like that than Chris Middleton. However, what Chris does well, he does well, and as far as what we value, as far as closing out games, especially with you know. The Bulls logo on our jerseys and stuff like that. We're used to seeing people close out games. Is his defensive prowess worth his contract? Yes. Then he's worth his contract, in your opinion. Because that's the one thing I won't say. Chris Middleton's an excellent defender. He's a great defender. And that I I won't take away from him. I just have always thought, and maybe, listen, maybe I'm wrong for that because Rudy Gobert absolutely has a $200 million deal and got traded for – 13 people uh facts <laughs> i mean so so maybe maybe i need to adjust my thinking on that but i feel like if i'm paying that money to somebody they at least given me zach numbers like i love the defense but like usually those big money guys like that like you don't see the dudes that are well i guess he's kind of the only one it's not really another player like that. This like all the well, no, all the other ones like Paul George and all the must. That's the range of contract he in basically. That's tough. It, it's and here's the thing: as a second option, if your second option is giving you twenty five and five, yeah, and he can and he can stick anyone one through five, well, one through four. I give him one through four, one through four. Yeah. What you know, you what, might be what, swaying what me want? on Chris Middleton for once. If if the defense is worth it, and for some reason, me saying Rudy Gobert instantly was like, Well, defense is worth 200 million dollars. <laughs> He's all yeah, defense. I, what was Chris Middleton's contract that made you so so uh, ain't Chris Middleton making uh, like 35 million a year? So 35 million a year, let me see. Uh, yeah, Chris million a year. You're right. Uh, Dang, I was spot on on that. 30, 30, now it sounds 35. like hate. I called the contract out verbatim. Now it sounds like hate. <laughs> it's 30, 33, 35. Uh, this season he's making 37. Next season he's making 40. And you got to think when they when he signed that contract, they won a the championship and he closed it out. 
he's part of the club. Yeah, he signed that extension. The extension kicked in 2019, 2020. They won 20, 2021 next year. Next year he won. So but yeah. They paid him 33 million and he showed up hey. and showed out. I it's it's interesting. What the weird part is, right? Do you think that's weird though? Cause they went so here is that more disrespectful by Bleach Report? They went Giannis and Drew. Not well, I guess. No, they, they went, went Giannis. They went Giannis and Drew, not Giannis and Chris Middleton. And to me, right, like if you're going point guard and somebody else tandem, that makes sense. But they finish it with James Harden, Joel Embiid, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, they have to have an LA team on there. And I think it's disrespectful. They don't have LeBron James and AD on there. Um, I think that's madly that's mad disrespectful because healthy, uh, that's a championship team. And anytime those both of them were playing, it was really hard to get around the, the freaking LA. I don't care what nobody says. I don't like. Didn't we smoke? You know, I don't want AD in a Bulls jersey, but AD, a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron, you you had a tough time. You had a really tough time. So I don't know. I don't know who made the list. Didn't we um, smoke them with both of them playing though? We would smoke them one game. Oh no! I think it was a. I think it was a close game. I think it was that was the Demar closed it out with the dagger. I think in Chicago. We I think AD was one playing. Game, and then the next game, either both of them or one of them would go off, and they'd be like, "God dang!" Like, how's LeBron? We swept them last 30? year. And if you looked at like AD, I watched some AD tape. And here's the interesting part. Do you realize that Kyrie Irving has played more games than KD and I think more games than AD in the last three seasons? Well, KD makes sense because KD missed an entire season. So it would be tough for him to play less games than KD. Actually, both of those names aren't surprising because didn't AD also miss an entire season just about? But here's the thing. Kyrie missed because of COVID. But no one gives – everyone's like, he's not available. He's not this. He's not that. He got injured twice. And they hold that against him. It's like, he didn't make it in the playoffs. Like, he rolled his ankle. Like, what do you – like, like what do you want him to do? Like, well, he got I mean, I, he's always injured. It's like, yeah, no. He like, is. He's never, like, he's never played – now, listen, the last two years have been because of – uh, uh, um, personal choice in the Brooklyn and all of that stuff, right? But before those two years, and by the way, those are the healthiest years of Kyrie in the playoffs. Actually, no, he got hurt in the playoffs that second, year, that first year. Um, Giannis. I think Giannis hurt him both times. Actually, no, Zaza hurt him the first time, right? Slid underneath him. He rolled his ankle. Zaza hurt him the first time. I just, I. It's it's a tough debate to make because there are reasons why he was hurt for a couple of them. Legitimate reasons. And then, uh, well, reasons that happened during the game. And then other times it was just like Kyrie with the knee in Boston. He just, his knee just went out. He had surgery on it. And then he just never really jailed with that team because that team decided to move on. But it was because of Kyrie having injury. I also don't understand, you know, and, and for those who don't know, yeah, I am a Kyrie Irving fan. Clearly, because every topic ends up on Kyrie. I don't even know how we got yeah. here. <laughs> I, was I was, I was going to say Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving was was two on my list. Healthy, I mean, we saw healthy Kyrie and KD made Giannis say that's the best player in the world. They was cooking Milwaukee. 
cooking Milwaukee. Both games was like blowouts. We we also saw a healthy KD and Kyrie not win a game though. I went back and watch. Yeah. I went back and watched that too. I put a lot more of it on Steve Nash now. I put a lot more. On Steve I put Nash. a lot more of it on no Steve. No now I was watching it. I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, "He's not a ba-. like as mad as you can be about Billy Donovan at times, like some Bulls fans are. You can never. I don't never want to see nobody compare Billy Donovan to Steve Nash. Steve Nash is a bad head coach. He's a really really bad head coach. Like there were so there were moments where Nash looked, remember, do you remember? See, this is, this is me like going down rabbit holes and stuff, but do you remember on what was the show where it had all the players, the original one, it was on NBA TV and like er, Ernie was uh hosting it. And it had like Isaiah Thomas on there. All the players were sitting around. I can't think of the name of the show. Something was it. On the court, on the court, or open court, or something like that. Um, you see clips of it all the time. All so. the time, it's still hilarious. I still go back and watch episodes. This, it, I love yeah. watching NBA gracious talk about basketball. But he was talking about certain type. Kenny Smith was talking about certain types of coaches, and Chris Webber was saying that the worst thing in the world is when you see a coach just. All right, he called a timeout. And he just all right. Hold on. Uh. Uh, so what we want to do, guys, is, uh, eh, oh, dang. And you ain't drew nothing up. And you ain't calling up. I feel like that's Steve Nash. When I went back and watched that series, it sounded like he was just regurgitating stuff that Mike D'Antoni had told him one time. Did Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni wasn't on the bench for the playoffs, was he? No, he was there. He was there? He was there. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why Steve Nash isn't a great, and maybe it's because maybe it's because he's a rookie head coach and he's trying mm-hmm. to figure it out on the fly and he, he'll get better. And I'm not saying that those things aren't possible, but what I saw of him in year one didn't tell me that that's the coach you needed to go get when you had like that's the coach you could have went and got for the Bulls three years ago. That's not Steve the coach Nash you go get when you got KD, coach. Kyrie. Ben Simmons, who wasn't playing, uh, Stephen, or, uh, uh, Seth Curry, Blake Griffin, who gave you some good run in that, in that final game. You know what I'm saying? Like, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bruce Brown was developing. Like, that's not the coach you go get in that moment. It's like he was afraid to play big at moments he needed to play big. And I didn't understand that. It's like he wanted to stick to this small ball thing, but. Uh, he wasn't really keeping in mind one, no screens or anything really being set. No, no set plays to, made for KD to get open. No, and it's like, hey, Kevin Durant is still seven freaking feet. It's hard. It's it's a lot harder for him to create that space than most people want to admit. He's not physically imposing like Giannis. Boston really played into him. They really, really played physical with him. So it's like, hey, playing physical with Giannis, you're not going to get that. Because Giannis is going to bump you off. Hey, you could try to, if you want to, little fella, excuse me. Right? It, it it didn't really affect Giannis. Kevin Durant is a jump shooter. Kevin yeah. Durant is a finesse player. Kevin Durant isn't a power player. That's not yeah. hating on him because he's still one of the best offensive players that have ever graced the basketball floor. But you can see the game plan was really just to be physical with him. And he didn't play big. Time Lord came in a couple times and was just like, crack the game open. It's like, you may not like drumming. This is a good time to play drumming. Like, make it difficult. 
I think that's the a, tough hey, part. You may not like a Lamarcus Aldridge, but guess what? Lamarcus Aldridge knows how to use his body. That was a. This is the time you slow him down. A that little was bit. a miss. You slow him down. I I don't think you got to play huge. L.A. and Blake Griffin would have been a great tandem to put out there. If he got him some runs early. I don't think you got to play huge. I, I think L.A. and Griffin would have been a great tandem to put out there because, like, I, I will say this, right? As much as I love Drummond, I'm glad that we got Drummond as the Philly Drummond and not Drummond as Brooklyn Drummond. Drummond looked bad in Brooklyn. Like I went back and watched it, and I was like, all right, like, he looked like he didn't. No, you look Drummond bad, bro. Like, you, he, he was struggling to stay in front. But also, right, like, I can't say Drummond looked bad because the team looked bad. Like the team looked like they're they didn't have a system, they didn't have a defensive scheme set, which isn't surprising at all. I mean, it's not like them Phoenix teams were known for playing great defense. Um, they didn't have a defensive scheme set. They didn't have like it. They looked lost defensively. And if you're if your team looks completely lost defensively, there's no part that Andre Drummond is going to be able to help you with. Like he, him as an offensive player is, let me get down here, throw me some oops. I'm going to hit this one yeah. spin move that I got and put this float up, and we going to run pick and roll. You're not running pick and roll really with Kyrie and Drummond. Yeah, no, you don't. Like Kyrie's going, Kyrie's a scorer. You run pick and Kyrie, you do whatever you're doing. We're going to keep setting these screens. You don't run pick and roll with Kyrie and Irvin. That's why I'm excited about uh, Kyrie and Irvin, dummy. Uh, Kyrie and Drummond. You that's why I'm excited about him coming here, right? Because uh 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 Isles gonna run pick and roll with him. Dragon's gonna dominate on pick and roll with him. Caruso's gonna run pick and roll with him. And listen, Drummond is a willing passer and he's not a terrible passer. Drummond to get that ball and throw it right back. And you got some dudes that can fly passing him the ball. Yeah. So I'm excited about him coming here. KD and Kyrie. It's tough for me to get him too. Mostly because, like, they also don't want to play in Brooklyn anymore. So it's like, are they playing well together? Well, the latest report says Kyrie. Hey, listen, listen, listen. They ain't got no choice now. <laughs> hey, did you see? Did you see the the know. trade? The trade uh, talks between LA. Somebody wrote some or uh, 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 one of the insiders put out like what the trades were back and forth, back and forth, and it was like Russell Westbrook and a first round pick for Kyrie. Uh, and they sent back like, we'll send you Kyrie and Seth Curry for Russell Westbrook, THT, somebody else in a first round pick. And then the Lakers sent back like Russell West and it went back and forth. And then like the last one was like, we'll send you Russ and THT for Kyrie, Russ THT in a first and a second for Kyrie Irving straight up. And Brooklyn was like, no, I was like, oh, y'all didn't want to trade him. Oh, you crazy. Y'all didn't want to trade him. You crazy. I would have took that deal. Yeah, I didn't want to trade him. Kyrie Irving, TH, I mean, no, Russell Westbrook, THT, a first and a second? You smoking. What? Now, I will say this. You have more love for THT than I do. THT is LA's Kobe White to me. But, <laughs> and I don't think going to play, right? You also have to take into account the situation. Is THT with Steve Nash a good player? Because he didn't look like a good player with, with Frank Vogel. And I don't think the system is too much different. The system on both of them teams is literally, hey, get, get KD the ball. we got a superstar player and another superstar player. Let's figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he's over here. He's over here. You shouldn't be shooting. That's it. That's bro. all that is. I would you say my second, my second best in the league tandem 
I would probably go with, now I know we haven't seen it a ton, but I would probably go with Kawhi and PG just because I think that tandem has a chance to do more. I think the Kyrie and KD experiment might have another year, and that's not even going to be a tandem at that point. And when we saw them, now when we saw them play together uh, together against Milwaukee, they dominated. And maybe it's because of the rule change. We saw the change in how the game was being called. But if we're going towards a more physical NBA, you're probably talking about KD getting played like that in the playoffs. The reason why I don't put Paul George and Kawhi as a good tandem is because they didn't look good together on the floor. To me, if Kawhi and Paul George, it was, all right, Kawhi, you shoot. All right, now it's my turn. The best Paul George looked is when Kawhi went down. The best Kawhi looked Facts. was when he when was on Paul the George went there. Do, do they we, – we kind of talked about it. Did we talk about it already? I think we talked about it. Um, do they do a scenario where PG is the point? PG's an excellent passer. He's a willing passer. He – I mean, well, here's the thing as well, right? Like Reggie Jackson kind of took an ascendance since Kawhi's been gone. So we haven't seen it with Reggie Jackson. By the way, AK, if you really want to make a trade, I would wholeheartedly encourage you to go get Reggie Jackson. Reggie be cooking. Who are you going to trade for? Hey, I don't know. Make it work. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good. Are we throwing <laughs> trades out there I like that? Know. Hey, I AK, AK, if we throwing trades out there like that, bro, uh, if you, while you at it, just go grab Jokic. <laughs> exactly. Ain't nowhere near Jokic's level. That's why, hey, listen, the trades I be coming up with, they realistic. Reggie Jackson is a realistic acquisition. It, it's going to take some finagling, but you know what they need? That, you know, Lonzo Ball look real good in the Clippers jersey. All I'm saying is I would trade for him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we got to see if Lonzo Ball even going to be healthy enough to get in a Clippers jersey. Hey, hey, let's see him in a Bulls jersey for more than 30 games, and then we might be able to talk about trading him. <laughs> Man, listen, I love Lonzo, but I ship Lonzo out well for Reggie Jackson so, and, a, and a package for Reggie Jackson so fast y'all just have no idea i would i don't know bro because reggie brings to the table i kind of already got yeah but 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 and we didn't even use him well we didn't even use him right but the thing the thing for me is right like listen at the end of the day it's one basketball you're still you still talking about four dudes that are going to shoot the ball before reggie the point guard is is the odd man out in on this team no matter what did you go back and look at that Milwaukee series? Versus no, the person who said, you know what? I'm not going home was uh, Vucevic jacking that bad boy up. I was like, dog, Vucevic was taking some shots. I like some shot shots. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, listen, you know who going to take some shots? You know who got a good percentage of hitting them joints? Reggie freaking Jackson. I don't care about nobody else. Reggie seemed to turn up when the, when the, when the, the, the heat is on. Reggie turned up. It'll be hey, interesting to this, see. This is satire. I'm just joking at this yeah, point. Yeah, it'll be. It would be. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would. I'm but not. All jokes have some truth. I take. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I, all good jokes contain truth. <laughs> Go with the bars. I wouldn't be mad at Reggie. I feel like right. Like I would feel like. Oh, that was an even trade for both sides. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, like, we fleeced them for Reggie Jackson. I'd be like, oh, yeah, they got Reggie. They got Lonzo, we got Reggie. But that'd be interesting. But I, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have more. I'm going to be honest with you. I have more faith that if they're healthy, that they actually going to be on the court. Or even if they're not healthy, that they actually going to be on the court. I've seen Paul George play through some injury. Kawhi, they Paul shut George him down. My favorite. Paul George was my one of my favorite players. And still is one of my favorite players. To me, Paul George is going to have one of those careers that get looked over because, unfortunately, the injury and stuff like that. But if you go back and look at young PG, young PG was like the mix between the up-and-coming Kobe and, uh, and T-Mac. And that's what he was touted as. You didn't really know. You know why him, he was? A, he's taller than Kobe, but he was he was uh, he was T Max size. And I I mean, hey, he was on his way. That injury set him back something else. And for him to come back and almost play MVP level after after snapping his leg in half, yeah. legitimately. Yeah. Hey man, you got to get that man his flowers. I'm sorry. You he know why to. he gets looked over though? It's it's sad to say, but it's because he was in Indiana. Like, you kind of forgot he was in the NBA until he came and played you, and you were like, oh, snap, PG coming to town. And then he went to OKC. Two very forgettable places. Yep. The most we've we've really paid attention to PG, like, you talked about PG as a dude that was like, man, he nice. If they ever put a team around him that's worth it, he can win a championship. But you never really looked like nobody was tuning in to Pacers games on a Friday night on ESPN. Like you was like, hey, they play in the Pacers tonight. Hey, if if Paul George was playing, I was watching it because to me, young Paul George was better than Jason Tatum now. I'd agree with that. That's not surprising to say. Young Paul George was cooking. Raging might lose his mind, but I'd agree with that. <laughs> Raging, if you're in the chat, shout out to you. You know, that's his guy. <laughs> hey, Raging had Raging was going through it during the finals, bro. All all series, he's like, he's a superstar. You're kidding me. You gotta be joking. You're an idiot. How can you say he's not a superstar? Then the finals, I was like, hey, Raging, where your boy at, man? Hey man, hey, what I'm gonna Raging, say. He's definitely a superstar. Um regular season and first series, because if you look at his playoff stats. It dropped every round of the playoffs. Now, you can sit there and say he had an injury and this, that, and the other, but his stats dropped tremendously every round of you the might, playoffs. You know, I, don't, I don't know about that one, bro. You, you might want you might want to look at his stats. No, no, no. No, no, no. I looked this up. I did my research on it. His average dropped every round. Let me, let me see this. Here. Hold on. Now, average, I don't know about, but I know he was still putting up his big numbers. dropped every round. And Jalen Brown absolutely looked like the person was gonna get them over the hump. He he did, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. And it felt weird. And I kind of here's the weird thing, right? I kind of respect Tatum for also realizing it. Because Tatum by the end of that finals definitely was deferring. Oh, yeah. But it was weird. Like it was like, wait, is Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum? I've been saying that for the last two seasons. I would build around Jalen Brown. But see, here's the thing to me, right? Like, uh, for me, I'm looking at it as not that I wouldn't build around Jalen Brown, but are you making Jalen Brown better by getting rid of Jason Tatum? Right? Like, if Jalen Brown proves to be the number one, Jalen Brown's just the number one. 
I would rather have mm-hmm. Jason Tatum as the number two than whatever dude you're going to bring in, some you young dude. Or, you said you what? You can't go back now. That's the one thing about young egos and stuff like that. And here's, here's another thing. You say you must you you must be a Kyrie Irving fan. Jason Tatum himself says, hey, yeah, we had made it to the finals and we, we was feeling ourselves and we didn't handle it right. He says it himself blatantly. No, yeah, he said it on the podcast. He said he said he said, we, podcast, he said our ego came into play. And um, everybody was like, Kyrie demolished that. It was like, no, like the players literally just said that they did it wrong. Hey, yeah, bro. Yeah, no, nah, that, that was a tough statement you said right there. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is Jason Tatum game by games. 31, 19, 39, 29. That's Brooklyn. 21, 20. Like, I guess, yeah, it's probably gonna go down because he had 31 and 39. So huh? Brooklyn, he cooked. That's round one. Yeah, round two. 21, 29, 10, 30, 34, 46, 23, 20, or 23. What's his average? I don't know. I ain't that good at math. I'm just giving you the game by games. <laughs> you could do you could do his average went down. I, he, he started off hot and his average went down each round. I, the only problem is they went to so many game sevens. What was it? Three? They went to two, three game two. sevens. I don't know, bro. I I I'm gonna have to look at the averages. Nah, they didn't go seven against Warriors. They went six. Six. Two two game sevens and a game six. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to, Miami. He went 29, 27, 10, 31, 22, 30, 26. He it shot 75% in one game. Hey, it looks good when you just read it line by line, but the averages go down. And then when you watch some of the games, it don't look good. Well, that I agree with. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown never looked good on the court at the same time. I'm going to be real with you. They didn't even put them on here, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I'm not tripping. They didn't even put them on the <laughs> list, and I'm kind of okay with that because, like, right, as a tandem, like, I will say this, right, as a tandem, Joel Embiid and James Harden at points looked good. Not great. They looked good. Um, Jokic and Murray, to me, being on this list is crazy. Well, I guess yeah, not because Kawhi and – no, Jokic and Murray is kind of crazy. We've really not seen them play together. Yeah, I don't know who – I think they were just trying to show him some love. But uh, nah, I wouldn't. I think I think you can't. You just can't leave the MVP off this list. For me, they're the last one. Jokic and Murray are the last one. I would probably put. Where are you putting Demar and Zach on this list? I'm Demar and Zach. I'm putting them over Jokic and Murray. They over Jokic and Murray for me. They're over Embiid and Harden for me. Heck no. Listen, Embiid Embiid, Embiid averaged thirty points a game. And and James Harden averaged twenty three eleven and like nine. If we going, I mean, listen, we going off of averages because that shooting percentage is god awful. Oh, the shooting percentage was awful. That's what I but, care. But yeah, I mean, like, listen, man, if you put up thirty shots and you make fifteen or you make ten of them, yeah, I mean, like, hey, shout out to you. But he wasn't being as aggressive. He wasn't taking thirty shots. Hey. That's the problem. That's even worse, brother. I mean, you taking 16 and you hitting three. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is what people don't understand. James Harden is a volume shooter. So he came in like 40, 41%, right? But go back and look at uh, Houston James Harden. James Harden will start a, start a game and he'll be like three of nine. That's practically 30%. You know, this is practically 33. 30%. Here in the game, like 
eight of 17. And you're like, if you do the math, that's closer to 50%. And so you're like, oh, he had a good game. But he would have stretches where it was like, it wasn't all that great. And he gets to the line a lot. Two things happened. He's not taking as many shots in Philly as he did in Houston. And he's not getting to the line as much. But so but the thing is, right. Many shots and not to get to the line as much, but still give me 23, 11 and whatever the stat was. But the, the thing for and me is impressive. that. I just thi- don't like James Harden. The but thing I'm not going to be a hater. The thing for me is that, right, like here's the thing. One, that Embiid's holding up the entire one half of that bark. <laughs> Embiid's holding up his half. James Harden ain't holding up his half. James Harden is going into a lot of these games and he's he's struggling to. Yeah, I mean he's he's still he's still passing the ball well. He's still moving the ball around well. I guess those things are are good if you built a team around James Harden. You know where James Harden would have been the most useful last year if he had been on the team that they traded him for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying James Harden with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and yeah sign me up for that James but the problem is you got James Harden with a Tobias Harris that you told go stand over in the corner don't do nothing just stand there and shoot and when you get the ball shoot and if you don't shoot you're not gonna get the ball again and then you had him also <laughs> next to a who a, a, a Tyrese Maxey that's what we doing like the dude that was supposed to be three and D but he's no three all D Ooh, that's a pause. Ooh, that's a pause. That's tough. That's a hard word. That's tough. That's that tough. Another way back that's tough. Too. That's on me. <coughs> oh God. Ah, that was another moment. That's uh, it's gonna get clipped for sure. Uh, send that to the HR team. Um, uh, by, by the way, by the way, I just want to piggyback off of this one because you was like, hey, "That's a hard statement." Jason Tatum averaged thirty-one, five, and five against the Nets. Uh, that may be a little off. Let me hold on. I want to. I want to make sure I got clean data. Are you actually doing clean. the math on it? StatMuse doesn't. Oh, I just got to put in the right word. Um, it was I, a StatMuse thing when I saw it. Hey, StatMuse is lit. I ain't gonna lie to you. StatMuse is like the greatest app ever created because. Hey, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I'd be pissed when they ain't got a stat. <laughs> I be asking StatMuse hard questions like it's ESPN. Hey, how many? Uh, so Tatum averaged twenty nine point five. Yeah, seven and four. Yeah, in, in, in versus the Nets. Let's go Miami. So that's twenty. That's let's just say thirty. He just averaged thirty. So it dropped one point, and his no, assists went up. It dropped five points because he goes to play Miami. It's twenty five eight and eight and five. In Miami, they didn't look good. I give you that. In Miami, they didn't look good. Miami, they didn't look good at all. They looked uh, good they one the- one on the other. Who they played? Who they play after that? The Bucks, right? No, they went to the finals after Miami. So he played. Oh no! So they played. They played. They played. Nets, they played Bucks, Brooklyn, Miami. then Milwaukee, and then Miami, then Golden State. Then they dropped everything. He averaged 30 against the Nets, 27 against the Bucks, 25 against the Heat, and 22 against the Warriors. I mean, I get you. But if I got a dude that averaged 30, 25, and 27, I'm not mad at that. Uh, yeah, in round one. If you go from 30 in round one to nearly 20 in round and, and to close it off. No, yeah, no, the we, final we, finals is my, bad. Finals, hey, finals. Did my ten points go. <laughs> no, yeah, no, the finals is bad. I give you that, but I'm not mad at the. I'm 
See, it's also because I remember the Miami series. He did not look good in the Miami series. He looked great in like games, specific games, but like there were, there were they. Him and Tatum is. I think if anything, right, and it's weird to say, nah, Kyrie's not the right point for that team. They need a real point. They need a legitimate point that's going to set them up and tell them where to be. And the 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 first option on that team, and it's a. I think that's the reason why they probably not on the list that that was put out by Bleacher Report, right? Like because. Your option in the fourth quarter was Jason Jalen Brown go. It wasn't Jaylen even Jason Brown's Tatum go. Hey, Jalen Brown's stats did the quite did the opposite. He went from eighteen to twenty four. <laughs> he ain't had no choice. Yeah. Well, I would say this that that's probably why you can make an argument that's why you don't get rid of him because when Jalen uh, Jason Tatum is struggling, Jalen Brown picks up a slot, and I, and that's what you should want on the team. You got to figure out how to get them working at the same time. I think that's just a point guard. They need a they need a legit like and they didn't get a point guard. They didn't. Well, no, well, yeah, they did. Brogdon is not a point guard. You don't think so? No. No. Brogdon is Brogdon is another Marcus Smart. No, Brogdon out here averaging like eight assists a game, ain't he? Okay. I believe Marcus Smart act, averaged close to that at one point in the season. My Bridge. my biggest problem with Brogdon is that Brogdon is uh might not be healthy, but I don't think you gave up nothing major for him either. You gave up Daniel Tyson some picks that are going to be low. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not tripping on it, but that's a that's a ugh. they didn't make they it looks good. No, I don't start do I don't start Brogdon because of the health issues. He ain't never averaged close to that. Close to what? He averaged. 19 and 6 last season, which I will say this from a scoring uh, perspective, maybe he's better a better score than Marcus Smart. I don't pay attention to him that much, so I, I really wouldn't know. Um, <clears throat> but as far as assists go, yeah, him and Marcus Smart are, are neck and neck. Six, six, you, seven. You, you didn't get better. You got you got more scoring, but you didn't get a floor general. You got another. Yeah, they need a floor general. You need. Hey, listen. They need Lazo a floor general. In a, in a, in a Bucks, I mean, you know uh, what? You know what's weird to say? Like, I feel like they actually keep they getting this work. style of guard. Like, this is this is not the same. Well, kind of. This is Kimba. This is Kimba. This is Kyrie. This is not so much Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's one of the defensive end. But this is like you need somebody that's gonna be like, hey. I'm going to make this thing hum. Y'all are both great players. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both amazing players. I'm going to make this thing hum. Y'all just be ready for the ball to get to you. You almost need a, like, it's tough to say, you need a Chris Paul type player or Alonzo Ball, which they they mad they missed out on. But going out and getting Gallinari wasn't a move. That's a nice shooter. I don't think they got better by any stretch of the imagination. I think, I think they got they better. The I think they got better. Brogdon makes them better. If if Brogdon is your bench point guard, you got better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. I don't I I mean, your bench point guard last year was Pritchard. So you got a guy that could put up 19 points off of the bench. They've been scoring disappeared last season. So they they got better to me. 
We've been all around on this. We ain't actually completed the doggone uh, topic, but we also are breaking down the players as it go. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, listen, because I do want to get into some other stuff around the league as well. What do you what would you say? Just looking at the list, right? I would go Giannis. I would go Kawhi PG, KD Kyrie, Damar and Zach, Joel Embiid and Harden. And Jokic and Murray, alas, because I've never seen. I can't think of one Jokic to Murray play or Murray to Jokic play outside of the bubble. I literally can't think of one. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna switch uh, KD and uh, Kyrie for Paul George and uh, Kawhi, just because I I still don't think they look good together on the floor. To for me to be talking about them in tandem. True. 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 Um, appreciate y'all for tuning in to Rockers, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We got some other stuff we want to get into as well because the NBA, Katie and Kyrie is a good topic to bring up here because the league is talking about looking for remedies. Adam Silver talked about looking for remedies in regards to players requesting trades early into contracts. How do we feel? first and foremost about the NBA and player contract situations because I saw Richard Jefferson tweet something out today and for some reason right like I guess it makes perfect sense but I just never like thought about it and he said did does is a contract only basically he broke down is a contract only binding one way because while Donovan Mitchell is signing this contract for the Utah Jazz, if Donovan Mitchell had asked for a trade, everybody would have been like, oh, Donovan Mitchell's asking to get out of there. They already got rid of Rudy Gobert. They'd have been on his heels. But mm-hmm. the Utah Jazz come out and are like, anybody want this dude? And nobody faults the Utah Jazz for that. Do we feel like there needs to be a look into remedies for guys leaving contracts early? Which I've I've said that I thought that it, it it's it's poor judgment, but I never thought of it on the on the side side of if a guy wants to stay there and you still move him just to rebuild. That's kind of the same thing. I, I'm a I'm. This is going to sound like I'm so pro owner, but. At a certain point, we have to be really honest with ourselves. The business of basketball is exactly that, a business. And most of us that work nine to five or or in the grind of that and nature, if you're at a, if you work in an at will state, you don't control exactly what that organization does. At some point, you know, for no reason at all, that employer could actually fire you. It's 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 at will. If you're at will, like Illinois is an at will state. And so. If they decide to make some moves, make some layoffs, stuff like that, it just is what it is. NBA players aren't special because they're NBA players. At the end of the day, they're still employees. Now, that's a hard statement to make. Yeah. But it's true. It's not it, like, you're you're not wrong. And I think that's the that's the hard part about it, right? You're not wrong. But I feel like it's a different, like everyone clearly is killing KD and Kyrie. For wanting out of Brooklyn. Kyrie opted in. Kyrie opted in after he's he said he wanted out. 
<laughs> Kyrie opted in after he was like, hey, give me this money or trade me. Here's my list of teams if you want to trade me. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he opted in. But he's been he's been getting killed as well as KD on, you know, a warning out at one point and then opting in. KD warning out is totally different to me because KD's 34. He's, you know, he may, he's already sustained a very, you know, serious injury that used to be career ending for some people don't remember like the same injury he had now Kobe didn't come back from. So he he ruptured his Achilles, you know, no, no KD or Kobe ruptured his right. KD's was a clean tear. I think they both were tear. Were they? they? Okay. I thought either way it was. Oh no, it was because Kobe was at the line. He was like, please tell me you kicked me. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, I mean, for him to want out because he thinks that the Nets are trying to rebuild and he doesn't want to spend his twilight years there, that to me makes sense. And so that's a very – you have to put – context matters. Yeah, I'm but the tough to part is, right, it, if, he had, if he had said I want out before Kyrie opts in, then I would agree with that. But he, he said I want out after Kyrie opts in to his I think deal. Kyrie opted in was just a ploy for them to trade him. And it actually makes the money work more. Like Kyrie's thirty-six million is an easier contract to trade than to sign him to a max contract and try to trade. Well, it gives you room to get more back for Kyrie. It's a it's a it's an easier trade yeah. for the Nets. It's In not Kyrie's a e- situation. It works because you're like, hey, I get him for one season. If it don't work out, hey, I just paid him for one season. Kyrie can go up, go out, do whatever he wants to do. In his situation, just because of the instability. That works for organization. Yeah. And so, yeah, normally you don't trade for a player that's a rental at $36 million for one season. Normally you don't do that. Everyone's not going to take the same Well, if you know you want to be there. And it, and it's a it's on a stipulation of a sign and trade, mm-hmm. and then you immediately do a contract extension. Yeah. So but if he had got traded to the Lakers, you, you would have immediately saw like a one-and-one one deal so that him and Brian – both end up leaving the Lakers at the same time, basically. Same time. So, like, Kyrie's situation is different. I, I don't like grouping them together because ultimately, um, I do feel like Sean Marks plays a lot in that. Tasai plays a lot in that. Yeah. There's a lot not being said on the oh, yeah. ship, but just from the overarching thing, um, we have gotten we've we've done two things. We we left an era where it was so heavily favored for the owners that the players weren't making any money. Yeah. Now players are making way more money. I mean, they're making generational dollars. Yeah. You know, $251 million. That's yeah. a quarter billion dollars. Let's yeah. be real. If you could make a quarter billion dollars in five years, you'd sign right away. I don't care where you're going. Right? Here's, here's the crazy <laughs> part about this, right? What do you think Carmelo Anthony's career earnings are? NBA, just basketball money, just contracts. Quarter million, quarter billion, like two, two, three hundred, two eighty four. His whole career, Carmelo's yeah. one of the best players to ever touch a basketball, and his, <laughs> and his whole career is two eighty four. Zach Levine just got two fifteen <laughs> for five years. <laughs> it goes, the money went up. That's that's the where the league is up. at right now, y'all. So because of that, though, hey, the money's gone up. They're talking about shortening the season. Like they, Adam Silver is, is very pro player. He's very pro player. So for him to actually get involved and start speaking up, Depends. it's like, hey, 
He is. It 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 he's, depends, he, right? Like like changing the game. Adam Adam he's Silver a- is very pro player to a to the point until the business of basketball comes into play, right? Where there's those moments where it's like, like the bubble. The bubble, there were a ton of players that were like, this is crazy. We shouldn't do this. And Adam Silver was like, we not missing this money. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's no different than, I think he did it better than the NFL did it. When the NFL started to kick off. The NFL was wild. They was like, y'all got COVID? You playing on Tuesday. 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 No one... Everyone trashes the the bubble, but no one talks about how the NFL was like, yeah, just play. You know, like, bro, the NFL, NFL said if he dies, he di-. bro, the NFL was wild, bro. Like legit, I remember being at work on lunch watching the Steelers play the Browns on like a Wednesday afternoon at 1:30. Guess what? The NFL wasn't gonna miss that money, so I don't blame Adam Silver. They didn't miss a money. game. They did not miss one game, game of the season. Now, also, right, like the difference, the difference there is, right, like Rudy There's Gobert shut the roster not to do it. Ru- Rudy Gobert shut the league down. The NFL hadn't started yet, so they had the the time to kind of be like, okay, let's figure out what we're gonna do. Versus the NBA, that was like. We getting his money back or we finna take this L? <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I I'm I'm very I'm very big on Adam. I think he's I he's, like Adam. I like the rules he's, he's I like the things he's bringing. Yeah, he's handled a lot of tough situations well. I think um as someone said, I don't know who who mentioned today. I think he is the gold standard. I think Shannon said it. He's the gold standard of what you want a commissioner to be for sport, a commissioner to be for sports. Yes. You know, you may not like every decision, but that's the that's the crown he wears. Like yes. that's the weight and responsibility of what he has to do. Not everybody's going to, uh, you know, respect his decision, but they are fair. He comes in with a very fair perspective, and but once the decision made, the decision is made. Wasn't his first? Am I mistaken? But wasn't his literally like first, maybe two months on the job, the Clippers situation? I don't want to misspeak. Uh, I feel like that, that was like literally Adam Silver two months into having the job. And what was Buddy? I don't even remember Buddy. Name. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, yeah. It was. I, I think that was two months into Adam <laughs> Silver handling the job. And Adam was like, <laughs> sell the team. It's like, bro, you've been there two months, bro. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and by contrast, that could have happened in the NFL, and that that person that that, that that might be happening right now in the NFL. It is happening right. We'll, now. we'll see. I don't. They, I don't. I don't know if they've made a final decision on Washington yet. Well, here's the thing. You see how quick Donald Sterling's situation got handled. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's be real, right? Relatively like, speaking. Hey, listen. Let's let's be real, like. John Gruden's definitely got a case on like why he was sending them reckless emails to to uh, Roger Goodell, right? Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if if we hear like John Gruden has moved to another country. <laughs> what happened to John? Well, there was a lawsuit that was going to be in place, but uh, he got a letter John in the mail and he's uh, moved. <laughs> John pulled no punches. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, 
but with all that being said, yeah. um, just getting back to the initial topic, I mean, there is a, a certain point where we can't just look at KD's situation. You got to look at the situation that happened in Philly with Ben Simmons yep. and how that worked out. Yep. You have to look at um, what's a what's another situation right before Ben. Um, John Collins. There's multiple uh, occasions where players were threatened to sit out, this, that, and the other. It was too much. James power. Harden. James Harden. Uh, <laughs> right? Twice. Right? Twice. At this point, it's just too twice. Much power. <laughs> twice. It's too much power. Yeah. So you have to you have to at a certain point realize, just like in the NFL, it's a privilege to play in the NBA. You, it's a privilege. Yeah. Let's let's be clear. Yeah, when you're on the floor, you're the best of the best, this, that, and the other. But let's not make it seem as if the world ends if you don't touch this floor. You are still an employee. You yeah. are a very high paid employee. And high still value. An employee. And high value. It's that it's not like right, like KD not playing on the Nets makes them a a play in team, maybe. Right. Well, they and were playing the, team anyway. But uh, <laughs> that's no different than any high value employee leaving an organization. Yeah, that organization is going to go through the flux. Yeah. For the next couple of months or a year, if a high ranking or a high, uh, a very important employee leaves that organization. However, the organization itself still has to go on. Yeah. It's a privilege to have the the to be on that platform and to be able to do the things that they do. It really is. No, agree. I look at all the stuff that those players get to do because they play in the NBA and because they're good at playing in the NBA. Yeah. Like they they a lot of them set up generational wealth and, and money making opportunities just solely off of that. Like it's 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 it really is. And so I think we've gotten away from that in some in some instances where players think that they are they are on par with ownership. You're not on par with ownership. You're not. Everyone's not LeBron James. LeBron James is an anomaly, and he's played out every contract he's had. He's played out every contract. That's the one thing I respect about him. He's played out every contract. So, like, let's be real. And he's delivered more than anyone else as far as, you know, people moving. He's won a championship in every city he's won. He's, he's won to. How do you hate on that? Not everybody's that player. That's a generational player. I now, think he's, he may be four of ten and all that stuff. All that stuff. He may have shipped out half. He's traded seventy two people. Whatever. All that's true. All that's very true. <laughs> but what was the goal to win a championship? Did he give him a championship? Yes, he did. I think, you don't have many LeBron James. Yeah. In history, let alone now. And I think that's the biggest issue I have with it. Right? Like, say, like LeBron James not coming back in Cleveland to me was it, it, the biggest beef I have with LeBron James not coming back in Cleveland is the fact that LeBron left Kyrie and Limbo for so long. And now y'all want to get back together. Y'all could have been winning rings, but that's a whole different situation. But uh, the the biggest issue I have with, or the only thing that to me about KD and Kyrie's situation and them wanting out and even how Kyrie wanted to leave Boston and then he ends up going to Brooklyn and he signs in Brooklyn and then signs the extension and now he wants out of Brooklyn. The only issue that I have is right. You're making, like even if LeBron James demanded out, LeBron James won a championship and proved that he was the best player in the NBA on that team consistently. You're Katie and Kyrie and a lot of these guys, John Collins, Ben Simmons, you're making NBA finals demands you ain't been and you ain't finals. been out the second round. You, 
You can't do that. You're making NBA Finals demands, and you ain't been out the second round. That's my only – honestly, that's my only problem with the names that do it, right? Like, if if Bradley Beal at this point, right, were to say, I want out of here, I'd have a problem with it because you ain't been in the playoffs by yourself. And you shouldn't have signed that deal if you want out yep. all of a sudden. Like, I get it's 254, and I'd be a fool to not turn to turn down that money. Yeah, you would. But also, if you was concerned about winning, which two years into a contract you can't be in, I'm not saying Bradley Bill's going to do this at all. I think Bradley Bill actually might be one of the few players that sticks around there and be like, well, I didn't get a ring, but I got $254 million in the bank. Um, but... Like, when we see players do that that aren't up here players, it irks my soul. James Harden doing that, I almost could live with it. How he went about it, I very much disagree. But James Harden got the Houston Rockets to the to the Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah. You making Western Conference Finals demands. Hey, guess what? I've done everything I can here. You guys are talking about going towards a rebuild. You've shipped everybody out of here. I get why y'all doing it. I don't want to be here. I don't agree with how James Harden went about it. The whole, I'm going to get fat and, and where the, I don't know if it was a fat suit or not, but he was looking bigger than he was. But he was like a way big. He was like a Zion Williamson big out here. Like, yeah. um, but I, I can almost, if, if he went about it right, like, hey, I want y'all to trade me. I don't want to be here no more. If I play out this season, I play out this season, but like I'm I'm not going to be a part of Houston's future anymore. I could have lived with that because James Harden got you to a Western Conference Finals that you ain't been in since what? Hakeem? Is that how far back Houston ain't been? Well, T nope, T Mac and them never won. Hakeem. Gotta be Hakeem. I can't think of another team that made it that far. Yeah. Yao and them never made it that far. So like you making demands for your pay grade and for your production. KD and Kyrie, listen, y'all making demands and you ain't been out the second round. Kyrie, listen, brother, I, I loved you in Boston, but you nah. didn't play. Listen, you. Nah. here's my thing. If you're going to make these demands, you have to at least have gotten us to that point. If you're going to be that level of player, right? Because now you're talking about the remedies coming in. Now you're talking about them all all of a sudden. Now we got to regulate how the players are making their decisions and stuff like that. I'm sorry, bro. That's whack. If you, if you are a player that feels like you gave everything you could to that team and that team, like how Kyrie goes at Cleveland fans. I have no problem with it. When Kyrie was cussing buddy out, he was like, I got you up. There's a championship. And y'all, this how y'all treat me. Y'all whack. No problem with it. You know why? Them championship demands. <laughs> you Kyrie, can't say nothing. Kyrie is a championship caliber player. He is a game changer if he plays. Even even what on his average, his average is about fifty seven games a season. He changes an organization. He's also has one of the best finals performances of all time. Keyword finals. So do KD. Was he with LeBron? Yes, but but he has to perform. And set and, and have a near legendary performance just like LeBron does for that three one to happen. Kyrie making those demands, I get. But but I got no beef with Kyrie making them demands in Cleveland. KD making those demands, I get. The demands, I the the thing I don't like, and this is where the Nets set themselves up, is they introduce this as a partnership to KD and Kyrie, and then you get offended when Kyrie says, "Hey." Let's make this something that we build 
you know, together and stuff like that. Nah, you did that. You created that monster. You you agreed to those particular terms because trust me, that's had that had to be the understanding he had to even publicize something like that. And I'm pretty sure you gave the same car blanche to KD. It's Ke- it's Kevin Durant. But you know you what? Know his his the thing, right? As much as I'm willing to kill the Nets organization, how they handle Kyrie's situation, I think they don't get enough blame for it. Do we think that all of a sudden, um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie didn't go to the organization and say James ain't working here? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's those are the I don't things. Right? Kyrie wanted James Harden there. I don't think they. I don't think they did either, right? And guess what? The organization was like, all right, well, you two are franchise pieces. We're gonna move them. We're gonna try and put a team around you. They put a team around them. No, I mean, I don't think they. He wanted. James Harden there for the trade. Look at what they gave away and look at what all those players did. But yeah, but you, but you, you know, as much as Kyrie talked about wanting to be the number one and be the the Batman on the team, you you ain't Batman on that team. KD is you, you Robin, you get to play Robin's role. You, you can be, you can be Nightwing if it makes you feel better, but you still Robin, you still not Batman. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like Nightwing could fight a little bit better than Robin. Yeah. I mean, you're a little higher, but you still not Batman. So like, you don't get to make the big, big decision if KD say, hey, I want James Harden on the team, they're going to get James Harden on the team. And I think that's a bid that KD made. Because when James said he wanted out and they got on the phone and said, let's do this, KD was like, let's do this. James Harden's not in Brooklyn if KD don't want him there. I think Brooklyn, as much as we as much as we can kill Brooklyn on certain things, they've acquiesced to the superstars' will. They've put That's the three sure. together that they wanted. And while we can say they were old dudes that came in, I don't need great players. LeBron showed me that. LeBron won with old dudes in Miami. Yeah. When I got three of the best players in the world on my team, or two, now injuries kind of broke that up, and then all of a sudden they couldn't gel together. Okay, it's not gelling yeah. together. Now we got to get rid of James Harden. Okay, I brought you back Andre Drummond, a historic level rebounder. I brought you back Seth Curry. I brought you Who back. They got one more player. I brought you back Ben Simmons, which that's a whole thing. I don't know about that one there. But I brought you they back Ben got Simmons. A squad. They got a squad if they stay packed. Like but but that's that's my problem with it, right? Like all of a sudden this, we brought you this squad. Let's figure out how to make this work. I got to get out of here. You ain't got the cat. You like you got the NBA level cachet for that, but on the Brooklyn Nets squad, y'all ain't did nothing. I, I will say this: you ain't seen Ben Simmons hoop in two, three years. Um, Seth wasn't healthy and was just another, what's a watered down version of who he's accustomed to playing with, with and Steph. Um, they they didn't seem like they were. They look like they're gonna move Kyrie. Which, let's be honest, as much as we can hate on, the world hates on Kyrie, LeBron James is vying for him, apparently. And apparently he was a major part of KD sticking around. So, oh, yeah. there's something there. KD, listen, Kyrie's an amazing basketball player. I don't take that away. But you also got to look at it and say, like, Kyrie first said, get me out of here. And then was like, mm, it's better if I opt in. Then opted in. Once you opt in, right, it's like, okay, he's opted in. Let's make this work with this team. Now KD's like, I want out of here. Oh, no, I'll tell you this, and I've said this, I said this in the chat, in the Discord, 
Y'all join that. If I'm Sean, if I'm if I'm Joe, you gonna give me a year. I'm not trading you nowhere. I'm not <laughs> seem, getting what I want. Look, that seemed like that's what it's gonna be. His biggest mistake. His biggest mistake is keeping Steve Nash. I'm not getting back what I want. The the benchmark was set high from Rudy Gobert going to Minnesota. So if that's your if that's your benchmark hey, for that level of play, that KD is worth that. Utah really no Utah really screwed it up. Oh yeah, Utah really screwed it up. Like you you got to think about yeah. it right. Like the trade value probably the trade value for KD was probably what it was when Rudy Gobert got traded. And then Rudy Gobert got traded. And you sent back six picks, six first round picks, uh, uh, technically seven. No, no, six, because five picks and the dude they just drafted in the first round. <laughs> they sent Walker yeah, Kessler it's, it's over nine, there. It's nine pieces altogether. Four players, four, four, five players, four picks. Right. No, five players. I thought it was five, five and five. Five and four. Five and four. Either way, right? You sit. Hey, listen, you sent a lot, right? And now the Nets are looking at it like it, it. Richard Jefferson said it's so slick, but it was the perfect explanation of it. He was. They said Malik Andrews was like, if that's what Rudy Gobert is going for, what are we trading KD for? And he said France. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, that's what it's gonna take. KD, no like. Prop. Like Rudy Gobert is a and and I think Rudy Gobert to me is, is crazy because I think I'm the only one to think this. But Rudy Gobert to me is way more value than Donovan Mitchell does. Like, yeah, it, it blows my mind when sure. people talk about. It. I'm like, you talking about the dude that got a bunch of defensive player of the years hanging on his mantle? Like, I get we in a we in an offensive world, but you can put Rudy Gobert on a team with four bad defenders and it's still a top ten defense. That's impressive. But That's impressive. <laughs> Bro, that is, they they had nobody on that team is good at defense. Mike Conley's old, so that's why he ain't good at it no more. Donovan Mitchell, uh, 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 uh what, uh, uh, Joe, wasn't Joe Harris? Was was the white dude? Ingles, uh, Joe Ingles, and fill in your own know, name here. Pick a name. <laughs> Pick <not>. a name. <laughs> it was somebody who shouldn't have been there in this in the conversation. Like that's so, all it was. So like, like to me, right? Like I think he has more value. But like when you look at that deal, there's no team in the NBA that has enough value for Kevin Durant. There's no team in the NBA. You literally can't give more picks. Uh, the Warriors. Yeah, but I mean, are you going to what? What are you sending back? Right, you sending Wiggins, you sending Pool, you sending picks, you sending. I'm sending. I'm sending you Wiggins. I'm sending you Pool. I may send you Kaminga, and I'm sending you three picks. Here's the here's the thing that I I would ask with that though, right? And you don't gut the team doing it. No, you don't. You still got you still got a lot of pieces there. But but here's the thing that I would ask with that. Why wouldn't you keep the assets? that just won your finals and run it back and see if you can get to another finals. Cause I think that team is still good enough. If those, if Wiggins and pool get better, you're talking about a whole nother team with still generational players that can get you to a finals again. And I, I still I got that, all my picks and I'm still well under the salary cap. Well, I don't know how far they are in the salary cap, but, and I'm still in a good situation on the cap. Money. 
That's the correct. They would actually say. So here's the the part that no one really. The the Warriors are so far over the cap. The Warriors' payroll is half a billion dollars or close to it when you do the projected contracts and stuff like that. They ain't got the money. And so at this point, you know, Wiggins is going to come back up again. You got to pay him. You've already paid Steph. You've already paid Clay. You, you've paid Draymond. You got to play Poole. You got to pay Poole. Poole's going to be looking for $100 million. He got like, it already, didn't he? I don't know how it worked out. But, like, these players are coming up. And they're gonna, you're gonna have to pay them at some point while still trying to maintain. You already got 200 millionaire, 100 something millionaire, 80 something millionaire. You already have it there. Let's see. You may have to relinquish some of these people just so that you can you can pay them because the luxury tax that they're in. I think their luxury tax bill is like 170 million dollars. Hey, listen. They're they're in it. When you win it, they may they may need to move players not because they don't want them. Because of the financial reasons, and that is like that's something to consider. So if I could bring KD back, yeah, and s- save some money, somebody did the math. They said they actually saved nearly fifty million dollars by getting <laughs> KD back for that trade. It's so, wild. So they are thirty-four million into the luxury tax. Their es- their estimated luxury tax bill is a hundred and forty one million dollars. Now I'm not going to act like I'm a capologist, and I understand how all that works. I- I'll bring Hayes on the show one day to break it down because he's good at it. Now I think they can defer that, but that's still going to eat up a lot of future. Oh, you're going to be trash so eventually. Can- you you got no tra- with with a team like that. You're going to be trash eventually. You have to. So guess what? If I'm Golden State, I'm looking. I'm gonna have a hard, a hard conversation. Hey, Wiggs, Poole, listen. It ain't that I don't love you. It ain't that we don't want to run it back. But from a financial standpoint, we can't keep it together long. How long you got to keep it together is the question, though. That's that's the real thing, right? How long does how long does Clay have left? How long does Steph have left? Now Clay might Clay might be able to go a little bit further because of having the time off and now finally being able to get back right. He's probably the most rested on the team. Draymond looked Draymond looked good in game f- five and six. Well, he looked like Dre. He looked like Dre. Like, he looked like the dude that's doing everything that he needed to do. But Draymond I'm gonna, looked I'm, I'm glad you're bringing him up. Bad. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use him as the reason for this trade. Draymond Green gave one of the most honest and vulnerable responses to something on JJ Reddick's podcast. And he he was, and I I felt like it wasn't him being fake about it. He was being real teams figured them out. I think you are now back in that same situation. The Warriors winning this finals wasn't supposed to happen. No one had them winning straight out as constructed, except for you. You did call it. You did call it. I got to give you that. You did call it. I didn't have them winning straight out. I didn't. It's not that I didn't see want them to go far. I was just thinking, hey, if you're banking on Clay being Clay, you're banking on Pooh making a leap. I don't. I don't see that happening. And it it didn't happen. Clay wasn't really Clay. Pooh made a leap, but yeah. Wiggins stepped up. Poole wasn't really all that great, but he was impactful at key moments to keep momentum going. It just happened at the right time, and Steph played phenomenal throughout the entire playoffs. This is the his best playoff run by far, in my opinion. He absolutely took a leap 
as to I can carry a team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Dog. Hey, we was, I was it. like, I was like, are y'all seeing this right now? That now I'm not gonna go as far as Buddy that says Steph is the second greatest player of all time. I, there's you jumping a I lot would of that. Second most exciting, but I wouldn't say greatest. I I can't even say most second most exciting. If we if we going on a list of exciting, Magic got to be top five. Jordan, of course. I'm throwing Kobe on there. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm throwing Brian on there for this reason, and, get, and it's gonna get us into Brian our. Fu- hey, it's gonna get us into our final topic. Anybody <laughs> that ever talks trash about Brian, there's a two to three minute clip of him defensively dominating that person. <laughs> I have a different appreciation for LeBron, and and I really started when I have to say it when Kobe started to really say that yeah he'll probably be better than me. Kobe has an interview that says that he'll probably be better than me at the end of the day, and he wanted that. Now, he now encouraged. He, now, Brian was still in Cleveland at that point. Kobe's also got a couple of interviews trashing Brian for out here running from the grind. Well, he does, <laughs> and I still have Kobe as a better basketball player. But I've never put him as over LeBron as the athlete because LeBron, the athlete, no, yeah, probably the best athlete I've ever seen play outside of Giannis. Yeah, that's I gonna have, be interesting. I, I ain't mean to sidetrack us on that, but I just I thought that was hilarious because of because of the whole Ray Allen thing. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Is this the Ray Allen you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, but hold on, let me finish this. Go ahead, go ahead, finish it. I don't think the Warriors can run it back the way they did this year. I think they need; they're going to need someone to come help carry them at moments where, all right, we're focusing on stuff. We need a bucket. We need a guaranteed bucket. We need this three. I don't think it's clay anymore. It's going to be like KD is going to come in and fill the same gap that he filled for them in 2017, 2018, when they won those chips, because the Clippers went healthy. The Warriors are not beating the Clippers. If they're, if both teams are healthy, the Warriors are not beating the Clippers. You put KD on the Warriors, the Warriors are beating the Clippers. I would love to see, and from a basketball fan's perspective, I would love to see Kawhi and KD go at it with Paul, George, John, Wall, stuff. That is marquee TV right there. That right there will be the probably, and I'm overhyping it at this point, but if they come out shooting and, and, and firing, probably one of the best playoff series we've ever seen. I think the 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 tough part about it is, right, like my biggest question is, was always, didn't Katie leave to go prove that he could win it without him? If you left to go prove that you could win it without him, you left for no reason and you could have kept winning. So it didn't work out. It's, it's just, I, to me, it's just tough, right? Especially for somebody who seems to really care about their legacy. Like, to me, I'm like, who, ev- I, I don't know who these people are that say, like, they still may say, like, you going to Golden State was a weak move. I, I would tend to agree. You you went to the team that put you out in the playoffs. But here's my thing with it. You a top 15 player all time, bro. Like, dog. You one of the best. You you probably the best offensive player I've ever seen in my life. And I live in a city that has Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan wasn't seven feet tall doing all them same moves. Like it's it's crazy. I think it's crazy for people to say it's weak when that's a weak move to me. that team. That team sought him out for one. For it's, two, it's still a weak move to me. 
no, no, no. It's no different. It's, it's a lack of comp. It's a la- it, it showed the lack of competition in the NBA at that time. No, that yes. happened. That happened six years prior. You wanna know why? Dwayne Wade was a uh, scoring champ and I think won an MVP two thousand seven. I could be wrong, but in that he he had a he, had he like definitely didn't win the MVP two thousand seven because LeBron did. Well, LeBron did. He beat out Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was a top three MVP candidate. Something of that sort. I think the following year, LeBron, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade had won scoring titles around the same time. Same three-year span. Those two of those players was like, hey, what you doing? What you got going on over there? And then they got Chris Bosch. I'm sorry. That feels no different than this team saying, hey, yeah, we uh we I, lost. I, I, I agree with you. He did it because he they couldn't all, be they all sat there and had the little foodie drinks and but, was like, hey, but, listen, but this thing the tandem. I, like, they did the same crap. I, but I also and they got killed the same LeBron. result. It, but they got but the I, same result. Two but but I also I also killed LeBron for that. Right? Like you put together a super team and it destroyed competition in the NBA. And it did. Competition just got back two years ago. It just got back. Teams were competitive. We started the season saying who's in the NBA finals, LeBron and whoever comes out the West. It I wasn't competitive. Competition in the league because they only won two out of four. The, the Dallas Mavericks was a better team. Dallas Mavericks, that, that year was a much better team. Um, nah. Brian and them yeah. should have beat that team. <laughs> Didn't Dallas didn't Dallas go in as a fourth seed? I don't know what they went in as, but I know that they had better shooters and they had a better round. Top top to bottom, I think they had a better. Hey, bro, round. it ain't Miami no, was very top it, heavy. Hey, bro, it ain't no very way. Top heavy. It ain't no way the Jets should have punked. They always were for all four championships. They was top heavy. No, name me the role. They, name they, name me the role players that had serious impact on that Miami team. Ray Allen. There you go, Birdman. Hmm. Donis Haslam from a defensive perspective. You Shane do. Battier, I believe, was on there from a defensive perspective. Mike Miller, lethal shooter. Actually, at the time, top five shooter in the league. I think they had Cal Corver, did they not? No. No, they didn't have that was on Cleveland. He was on Atlanta. Um, um You still talking about five you talk about five dudes in four years. I'm but those five dudes were on a team at the same time at one point. Yeah, but that's still right. You, you, so I you named you five dudes. No, they wasn't all on the Brian same team. James. No, they wasn't all on the same team. Mike Miller. Mike Miller wasn't on his. Was on Mike Miller was on the team with Birdman. Shane Battier was on the team with uh, Ray Allen. And Ray Allen was only there a year. So like. Even with that, right? Like that that team was always top heavy. They still won two championships being top heavy. You talking about a team Mike that had Miller, Jerry Stackhouse, Ilgowski. Dang, Jerry Stackhouse was on that team. You you House. You looking at wait, are you looking at Cleveland? I'm talking about Miami when they first got together. No, no, you I know. Said- Jerry Stackhouse was on that team and Eddie House. <laughs> Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird seeing some names that be on a team and you be like, where was that dude? At? 
um, Jawan Howard, James Jones, Mike Miller. And Jawan Howard was playing the UD role at that point. So they had Shane Battier, Eddie Curry. Oh, they, they did have Eddie Curry. They had Eddie Curry? They had Eddie Curry. I forgot about Eddie. <laughs> hey, Eddie was just getting money, bro. <laughs> um, what you doing getting money? All I need. <laughs> 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 um... Oh, this is the best roster right here for me. Check check me out. Mike Miller, mm-hmm. Rashad Lewis, Shane Battier, Udonis Haslam. Did I say Jawan Howard already? Jawan Howard wasn't playing. Well, looked like he played this time. He didn't. <laughs> he did. He played a solid seven game. <laughs> Hey, you better put some respect on that seven. Jawan Howard, hey, Jawan Howard was the original UD. Mike Miller played fifty nine. Mike Miller was a was a bucket. I don't care what nobody say. So you got Mike Miller. You got Mike Miller, Ray Allen. Which fifty nine he played? Was that the back? Was that the back end of the season or the front end of the season? I don't care what it was. He nah, because that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like, games. Hey, he he played Kyrie Irving. Listen, season. What listen, you talking about? listen. <laughs> they won. They like, won I'm, rings being mad top heavy, and one dude bailed him out. By year three, LeBron had figured it out, and you didn't need like year three. What was that? 2012. Was that 2012 when it was that like the third year there? Like that. That that was the best LeBron I have I've seen in my life. Uh, that's probably a top. That's probably a top three player in NBA history, right there, uh, bro. That season, that right season, there? the dominance, the bro, like that's the best LeBron I've ever seen in my life. I keep telling people, you want to see some good basketball, you go watch LeBron from twenty twelve to twenty thirteen. You go watch D Rose twenty ten. You go watch yeah. Kobe two thousand six. You go watch Mike 2000. Uh, you go watch Mike. Well, you can watch any of Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, you go watch AI in 01. Well, good uh, basketball from a, from a singular player. Let's say. <laughs> my, my, now, LeBron's was, LeBron's was actually really good basketball. But all the other names was kind of like, I'm going to just cook right. you on the other side because it's the only shot I got at winning this game. <laughs> the weakest team in the Western Conference hey. to a playoff spot. Hey. And hey. everybody keeps saying, well, you got swept in the first round. Yeah, he was passing to Kwame Brown and Smush Parker. Hey, bro. that that uh, Kwame Brown just got cooked for a whole year for hey. the bus. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. That Philly team was much less impressive, but still much more. <laughs> that AI to me, AI getting to the finals and getting one win, I'm like, Hey, that's a championship in my book. I ain't gonna lie to you. Nah, I don't know how you beat this team. We gonna have to have that debate another time because I tell you this right now: you lined up uh, AI's team from 01 versus Kobe's team in 06, and I guarantee you, you'd be like, "Yeah, AI had more help." I guarantee you Ooh, gonna say that. Dikembe, Dikembe was still a top five defensive player, wasn't he? I think he's yes, still. He I think he's still he blocked shots. I, I think he still blocked shots, but I don't think he had that same ability to move no more. <laughs> okay, hold on, wait, wait. Just because you can't move Shaq, 
Don't mean you ain't a defensive player. <laughs> hey. defensive player. Nah. That's a difference. That's a whole different ball game. Man. You can't <laughs> that man talking was... about an immovable object with the with hey. the with the stick. I do I do love how we've been getting these segues in here. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Uh, because Ray Allen, we'll close out on this, man. Because I think I don't even know how long we've been recording. Me and you just be talking sometimes. Uh, we two hours. I got a roll. Hey, the, the, who is Ray Allen's goat? Uh, well, in the video, he said MJ. But based on the video that he just dropped, Ray Allen came out and he said that if you're not the best in every category, you can't be the GOAT. MJ's got a great case for it, except for the things that he brought up in the video. He said, is LeBron the best free throw shooter, which is MJ still a great free throw shooter? Is LeBron the best ball handler? MJ can handle the ball. I wouldn't say he was the best at it. Like, is LeBron the best three-point shooter? Now you've lost MJ. Like, 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 so I had to try and figure out who Ray Allen's GOAT was today. But I want to hear who you think Ray Allen's GOAT might be outside of Michael Jordan and LeBron based on the stipulations that he has set in place where you dominate every category. Luca. Dang, that's crazy. No. Well, if we going based on if we going based on today's game, right? It's a lot of dudes you could bring up. <laughs> but I assumed he was talking about somebody that he played well, well, he played? No, he didn't play. He didn't play with Luca. He's a little too late. So, so, I, so you talk about from his era, like his prime. Well, his era goes all the way up until LeBron, Kobe, all of them. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a like you got to think about it. Like I think people forget. I think people only remember Celtics Ray Allen sometimes. Be like Ray Allen got drafted in like '98. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a dog. Uh, I'm just trying to think of who you would go with, and I know it's gonna be someone no one thinks of. But if I have to choose someone who was a good, now by the way, he didn't say the goat at those things. He said, "Is he a good free throw shooter? Is he a good ball handler?" Well, he was saying he was saying talking specifically about LeBron. But if we throw in those things in there, now you got to talk about a whole different type of player. (laughs) He was like, "He's not the goat at those categories. How can he be the goat?" And I was like, "Are we really doing free throw percentage, brother?" He's historically bad at free throws. These last two years have been especially bad. He's 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 Shaq level at one point on free throws. Um, I'm going to either have to say Magic Johnson or T Mac. T Mac's an interesting one. Magic's probably the better. Actually, Magic's well. Magic really didn't shoot three. What did Magic shoot from three? I'm going to go T-Mac because T-Mac was a good defender, a good rebounder. When he chose to choose, when he chose to pass, he could, he's a good passer. He's a good three-point shooter. I went John Stockton. <laughs> That's the only player I can think of. <laughs> unless, unless his goal is Isaiah Thomas. Old Isaiah I got, Thomas. I got John over Isaiah. Well, Isaiah got rings over John. I got rings. Rings. Rings usually play a part in goat conversation. At least get rings do play a part. Here's the thing. 
You could be st- statistically better. However, if you're st- if you have a lot of empty calories, yeah, then it doesn't matter because you could be the best player on a weak team, and that's going to inflate your numbers. I.e., Bradley Beal has been the best player on a weak team for a very long time, so that kind of inflates some numbers there. That that argument uh, don't go and play with John Stockton though. John Stockton was the best, one of the best players on one of the best teams, and <laughs> and the reason his his assist numbers are so high is because he had a big country dude dunking on everybody. <laughs> Hey, John got some 2020 games out there. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. But I said, I said it's got to be one of them two, bro. You you bring in free throws, ball handling, and three-point shooting into it. Isaiah Thomas is a good three-point shooter. He's a great ball handler. And he was a uh, 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 <laughs> he was able to knock down free throws. Like, I can't think of nobody. Like, you instantly, like, right. take away just about – 97, 98% of the NBA, and you're left with like a handful of point guards. If you're taking all of that into account. I think he's talking about more of a complete player. I'm I'm sure he is. I'm sure, I'm, I'm really doing this in jest, but it was just funny to hear like what he chose to say why LeBron didn't go. By the way, I know we're getting out of here. This is the uh this is the one thing I'm going to say. Derek Carr's a top 10 QB. Okay, what you say? Dang, Derek we Carr's didn't get into 10. that. <laughs> I know. I know no, I was cool. No, never? I was cool with top 10. I was cool with top 10. The blasphemy came is when you said he, him and Aaron Rodgers would be in the same situation. If him and Aaron Rodgers were in the same situation, he would put up the same numbers. If he I, had the same roster that Aaron Rodgers had in the last two, three, two, three seasons, yeah, Derek Carr would definitely... But but further. the thing is, right, like Aaron Rodgers put up the same numbers with basically Derek Carr's roster. Now, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers at one point absolutely carried this team. Nobody there. It was him. Ironically, that was the same year that Derek Carr got drafted. Since Derek Carr has been drafted in the clutch, Derek Carr is the most efficient. Cute, well, he has the most game-winning drives. So... At this point, mm. all I'm saying is this. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league a long time. I was saying, a long time. But he's been doing this a long time. He's yeah. been doing this a long time. All right. <laughs> so so Aaron Rodgers, I, I remember a moment where he was Brett Favre reincarnated. He that man had well, I say like he died. Anyway, uh Brett Favre with, with no interceptions. That's who he was. I give it to him. Brett Favre had a I mean, Aaron Rodgers had mo- a moment. He had two, three seasons where he was absolutely unequivocally that two, dude two three from an individual perspective two three however however Derek Carr has been in the middle of a Donald Sterling type scandal had nothing to do with him by the way <laughs> I was like wait a minute <laughs> I mean I mean they've gone through Derek Carr has had one of the most interesting situations when it comes to an organization and the only thing Aaron Rodgers can really say is that for some odd reason, they chose to draft another QB <laughs> instead of getting him a receiver. I'm just saying they found every single reason to not get that man some help. I don't know why. But here's the interesting thing about you, Pat. On this very show, you've said, and you've smoked Ringo for this, and you've smoked J-Mark for this, Aaron Rodgers has had a top five 
offensive line. He's had oh, that was this year. Defense. Yeah. He's had, no, and that was a couple seasons ago too. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has benefited a lot. No, no. We, he's we had bring a it. A lot of help. Over no, the for last sure. Couple of seasons. For sure. And he's done nothing with it. For sure. Hundred percent. So here's the thing. You can't use the argument that look at what he did with nobody, but when he gets somebody. He does nothing. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But the reason that that argument still holds true is because he did nothing with nobody, still had a crazy regular season, but also his team made the playoffs. With nobody, his team made the playoffs. We can't hold mugs in the same regard when with nobody in Derek Carr's situation. And granted, he has nobody. Well, now he got somebody, but he's had nobody. But last season, he had some somebodies on that team. He had a 1,000-yard receiver. He had a 1,000-yard tight end. He had a nice running back in Josh Jacobs. He had a nice offensive line. Had a pretty good defense. Who had a nice offensive line? Derek Carr. Last season? Last season. Well, Raiders was 15 last year, offensive line, right? And what was, what was, uh, what was Green Bay? Oof. Gotta be low. Remember, remember we was talking about... Uh, Remember uh, who? Green who's... Bay had did not have an offensive line last season. Uh, you kidding me, right? I know you're joking. Hold on, hold on. I pull it up. Hey, all I this is the thing. I remember. Uh, I want to say Jordy Nelson. What's that boy name? That's his backup quarterback. Jordan Love. Jordan Love uh, getting murdered. <laughs> okay, Jordan Love got murdered. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can still move. Must be must be cracking me up. Oh, I'm looking at 2022. Hold on. 2021. 2022 and 2020 coming. Oh, I got to send you that freestyle. Did I have to send you that freestyle? Coast Contra? Oh, gotta oh man, I got to send you the most. Uh, let's see. Dallas, Tampa, San Fran, Philly. Casey, this top, top to bottom. Uh, KC, Washington, Rams. Cleveland. Yeah, I'm 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 starting to wonder if this was beginning or end of the season. Yeah, I'm about to say that list ain't right, dog. That list that list ain't listed. <laughs> let's say that list ain't listed, right? Well, now. maybe <laughs> let's let's see. I, I look at 2022 because that's taking it based off what this season ended with. So right now, Philadelphia's one, Cleveland's two, Detroit three, Tampa four, Packers five. I get that. Okay, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Where's Raiders? I gotta find them. <laughs> Dog, Derek Carr was out there down there getting murdered, and you gonna sit there and tell me that he, that he no? The argument isn't that about the argument is. God like dang, Carr I didn't think I'd still be scrolling. Derek Carr given the same situation that Aaron Rodgers has, even this season. Twenty nine. By the way, Bears are thirty one. <laughs> Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on. You don't have to like Derek Carr. You could. Hey, listen. You can call it blasphemous, but you got to respect the fact that the Raiders on the offensive end, on the offensive end, the Raiders have not done that man any favors, and he's produced for them. On the offensive end, again, last season, 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver, 1,000-yard tight end. And he got the ball to him because they got over 1,000 yards. By the way, 1,000. He got the ball to him, which goes to show that he's getting the ball to him. No offensive line. It's a big plays a big part into it. Plays a big part okay. into it. Yeah, I get it. Like, plays a big part into it. But uh, hey. but 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 again, uh, we we've, we've seen that with Aaron, and uh, that season I believe he was uh, or those those three seasons I should say Has I believe. Rogers ever had an offensive line rated that low? Um, I want to say. Tw- 
2011, 2012, somewhere oh. in that span, somewhere in that span of the the three, three... years into his career. Huh? He got his first start. He didn't play for three years. He no. When did he get drafted? Oh seven. Bro, that boy, that boy got drafted in like oh four. Oh four. Oh four. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers been in the league for a long time. He ain't played till oh seven. Yeah, but hey, listen, there was some bad teams in there. He was still putting up 28, 32, and high touchdown to interception ratios, still making the playoffs, made an NFC championship with a god-awful defense on them. I'm just saying, like, with these two things are not the same. You know what I'm saying? Well, the pitcher's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Watch, watch this. Watch what this. you about to cook the me on? Come on. Is, could he do it with the same type of help? Now, you have an outlier. He had a godly season. And Aaron Rodgers is a legendary Hall of Fame QB. Yeah. I am never going to take that away. Yeah. But he also got to play behind the legendary Hall of Fame QB. He also he inherited a lot, whether we give him credit for that or not. The situation in itself was just vastly different. I would, And all I'm saying is this. For you to always be in a situation where you kind of got to play from behind and you still produce since the moment you touch the field. Yeah, but he be the reason sometimes they playing from behind, kid. That's what I'm saying. And Aaron Rodgers is sometimes the reason why he got to do what he got to do. How Trust many, me. How many, I, I how, watched Aaron Rodgers here's the thing. fumble the how many, bag a couple how, times. How many, how many turnovers did Aaron, has Aaron Rodgers had? Aaron Rodgers is very protective with that football. So, Absolutely. like, he he's not putting his team in positions where not also not taking chances at times. Now, like, well, that's, that, that I don't know what that was. That was last year. Well, Come I, on. Come I can't on. say that. Talk to me. I can't can say, say that. No, he, I, I'll he, say this. I'll say this. Last year, he took some chances. They did not work. Did not work. <laughs> and then sometimes he holds on to that ball. You're like, Aaron, what are you doing, baby? Like, you got to sling this pill. What are hey, you doing? I, <laughs> I don't have many of them moments. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I've had some moments when, when Jimmy Garoppolo was sitting there. I was like, Jimmy might actually be there. Right now, that, that's, a, that's a different situation where I think that literally the 49ers defense was like, Devontae Adams is the only one that can play wide receiver on this team, huh? Didn't, uh, didn't Derek Carr have to outdo Josh Allen to make the playoffs? No. Derek Carr had to beat out. Um, he had to beat out a really Chargers, good QB in Chargers, game. Chargers. Herbert, J- uh, Justin Herbert. He had to beat out Justin Herbert to make it. Because remember, there was the conversation of they should both tie and then they'll both make the playoffs. I was like, who's this weak minded? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting, stupid, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, mostly yeah, stupid like though. Um, oh. but no, nah, like, but that, that that that's what I think, right? Like he beat out a second-year quarterback to get in the playoffs, and a good team. Nick Bosa's on that team, or Joey, one of them. Uh, I think it's second-year quarterback. I think it's Nick. Huh? Oh, heck of a player, right? Heck of a player. Like but Justin Herbert, most in NFL history, several key uh, statistical categories. Yeah, no, heck, uh, heck, he heck of a player. two seasons more passing yards than Lamar has in four or five. Oh, yeah, heck of a player. Listen, I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from it, but also, right, like, if I'm not mistaken, didn't didn't Derek Carr lose his playoff game like twenty one to to seventeen or something like that? Like, the, I I can't did, I can't kill playoff game twenty one to seventeen with the twenty ninth ranked offensive line. I believe it. <laughs> like, I believe it. Everyone can't be Joe Burrow, and I will say this: Joe Burrow made it to the uh, made it to the Super Bowl. Bad offensive line because he was getting killed. 
but he had a top five receiver in the league. What did he lose last year in the wild card game? Lost to Joe Burrow, 1926. Uh... 282 passing yards. How many INTs? Uh, this don't say. This is just the Raiders record. Let me look up Derek Carr. I'll say this. 282 pa- passing yards. Again, who is he passing to? It's a big question. Um, <clears throat> On top of that. Hunter Renfro and, and Darren Waller. Two, uh, well, at least Darren Waller is uh, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Uh, getting his money because he's getting he's dying him up. He ain't got no choice. Ain't nobody else to throw to. Uh, Well, thank you. Hey, I told you, I told you how the Raiders do business. Hey, brother, uh, you got a felony and uh, and uh, can't catch the football. Hey, man, we'll sign you. Hold on, let me see here. I'm trying to see the game by game. Oh, he threw for more yards than Joe Burrow. He had. One touchdown, one interception. Passer rating of 69. One touchdown, one interception? Did get sacked three times. Joe Burrow threw for 244 and two touchdowns. Yeah, you can you can have more passing yards than me. That's fine. I, I care about the seven. Yeah, I'm saying that's oh, the, that's that that's that that's that same argument that like Bears fans was making. Like the Bears gave up the least amount of yards in between the in between the end zones, and I was like, but the problem was they gave up the most touchdowns in the end zones. <laughs> I, I will say this, and this is my argument for Derek Carr. Here's the thing: I Derek agree Carr. that he's top ten. I'll give you that. But you had said that he was an elite quarterback, and I'm like, you get five. I think, he, I think you get five I for think, that. Top five is elite. No, 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 no. Because if Matthew Stafford is now considered an elite quarterback, so should Derek Carr. Because I believe Derek Carr can give you the same production that Matthew Stafford. The only difference is roster and opportunity. We all knew Matthew Stafford was a dog. We knew he had nobody. Let me let's let's judge him now. Let's give him somebody. Let's give him a, a second. Oh, to I'm with you. And see what happens. I'm with you. But but here's my thing, right? Because they got Matthew Stafford rated over him. Uh, they but got but Matthew at like six or seven. But here's why, right? In Detroit, with nothing, legitimately, Megatron. you want? Hey hey, you want to talk about somebody oh, that had yeah, nothing? Megatron. Yeah, Megatron. Yeah, Megatron. He didn't have Megatron, Megatron in 2020. Never had Megatron. He didn't have Megatron in 2020. Oh, 2020, give it to him. Give it Nothing. To him. He has a season. 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a 96 quarterback rating. Okay. Do me a favor. Name me a season where he's had a top receiver. Who? Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a top. I mean, if we talk about just wide receiver, he had the best, one of the best tight ends in football last year. Last year. The season before then. Still had one of the best tight ends of football. Somebody got to get that boy the ball, right? He got to throw it to him, right? Just like Megatron is one of the most legendary uh, receivers because he had somebody get him the ball, right? Sure. All I'm saying is this. Derek Carr for the last four seasons has cracked 4,000 yards. He put up very similar stats to Matthew Stafford Mm. and had a higher QB, uh, Harry Raiden. And the only thing you said is he had Waller. So so I'll, I'll say this. 
Because you asked, why is Matthew Stafford now considered elite? When did Megatron retire? Retire? Oh, Megatron retired a while ago. Retired a while ago. Look it up real quick. What, what year did he retire? I want to say 12. But I might, it might be even before that. But I want to say 12. I don't know why it's not coming up. Maybe maybe because I looked up Megatron. <laughs> I literally put in Megatron retired. <laughs> they like, they like the the, the, the 2016. Yeah. In 2016, he had 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. In 2017, the year after Megatron retired, 29 and 10, 4,400 yards, 99 quarterback rating. This is in Detroit, by the way. Megatron was the only thing left. He got hurt in 2018, 3,700 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Point there. All I'm saying is. But, but what I'm saying is like, right, like Matthew Stafford's considered elite because with nothing, he did something. You might have a point. I, have a point. <laughs> I never said he wasn't. I'm just saying. I'm going to have to walk back. It's okay. Play Hey, I'm glad we got this debate in, man. You got to go feed the kids. I got a whole nother show to do. I got to go do Locked On NBA. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and sticking around with us just doing random banter out here. And uh, we covered stuff. We talked about stuff. I think we had good topics. This man tweaking on Derek Carr. Hey, listen, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Derek Carr's got nothing but opportunity to shut me up. Because you ain't got... Lamar Jackson? You said what? He's a better QB than Lamar Jackson. Well, okay. Lamar like Jackson that. didn't even make the list. That's not even setting the bar. Like, why Lamar are we? Lamar Jackson didn't even make the Lamar list. Lamar Jackson doesn't pass that well. Hey, I'm just saying. It's just, it's a different NFL. You know what's crazy? All your favorite NFL uh, quarterbacks probably weren't good passers based on numbers. All my favorite Q, uh, QBs were gunslingers. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, my favorite QB to this time, if I had to put like a LeBron James 2012 on it, was when uh, Tom Brady got Randy Moss. Oh, that thing was in the air. Okay, that's a different situation. That was also yeah. in a mo- that was that was modern era passing, right? I'm talking about like when when uh, 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 Mike Vick was throwing the ball, when Donovan McNabb right. was throwing the ball. Whoa, when- whoa, 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 whoa! You got. I wasn't a Mike Vick fan, so he got. Uh, I wasn't a Mike Vick fan as far as his passing game mm-hmm. until Philly. Mm. So you love that 58% completion rating, huh? I love the fact that he was a much better QB in, in Philly from at least what my eye, the eye test told me. Oh, yeah, for sure. He and was, but it's still 58%. I saw that man launch a, a appeal. I was like, I don't, that was. Hey, he got all, he got all the talent in the world, right? But it's still like, like, that's what I said. Like, you go back and look at like our favorite quarterbacks from the 2000s. You'd be like, man, that man was killing it, brother. He was a great quarterback. And then you look and you'd be like, ooh. I was a Peyton Manning fan. Ooh, I I'm a Peyton Manning fan, Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, you, you know who I like? The QB from this uh from the ramp. How do we get on another conversation? Pat, I gotta go. Hey man, you started it. I was just saying I was, I was closing the show out. Uh man, hey man, we appreciate man. Y'all <laughs> appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. And from 11 to 1, we get into some national topics as well. As always, joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P Kid. I am Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 